Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 123 of Final Boss TV, your WoW and game rating show. I'm your host, my name's Adam KK Bay, and sorry there was no show last week. I was a little bit sick from the con crud or the traveling flu or whatever you want to call it, so there was no show. Updates on upcoming shows, of course. There is going to be a Hunter show in the very near future, doing all the, the four prime uh, pure DPS specs, of course, first, but... The Mythic Helia Method World First show is also still planned and hopefully will happen next Sunday. The only issue of that, of course, is that it wasn't going to be this week because they're at DreamHack, so I couldn't interview them, like physically impossible. So we'll hopefully for that one, it's going to develop into an interesting show to talk about things. So I'll post, post, I'll post on Facebook and Twitter, of course, when we have more information about that show coming up, but that's in the future. And then there'll be Hunters, then there'll be a break because of the holidays and then it'll be a 2017 you know community show and then i've got other episodes coming on in the future of course i've got a interview with the lost codex gentlemen the two of them were a little bit of my base take episode but i'll have more of them in the future but today is mages we have a lot of mages to get through and as a early warning those that want to feel like you're you're on the hot memeness or whatever, talking in chat about the whole band wave nonsense. Uh, I'll just ban you in chat. So let's keep the show focused on mages today. Thank you very much. We have plenty to get through in the next two hours. But guests today returning, this time on camera. There's Coma. Hello, sir. Hey. <laughs> I love it's been it. Wow, hasn't it? How long has it been? Like, uh, God, year, year, year and a half at least. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But welcome to the show, sir. Glad to have you on. Sadly, no gnome screenshots, but your actual face this time, which is crazy. Are you ready to rabble off IRL about mages today? Yep. There's a lot to talk about, even though we have gigantic patch coming in. This mini patch turned out into a turned the world upside down patch. So looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's the one thing that Koma brings up. 715 is on the PTR right now, so we can't obviously know everything's going to happen. So we'll be talking a lot of about both now and, of course, what's coming. And then helping us out with Mages today, there's Preheat. Hello, sir. Hey, guys. How's it going? Are you ready to, to try to... Having a good day. Oh, my goodness. I think we're... Are we ready for this? Yes. Well, we have to be. I know, Because 7.15 is coming out, so... That's right. But basically, anything we say on the show is is basically wrong, right? Though is that what? <laughs> we're just gonna make up a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and then we're gonna have PTR show up on Monday. That will prove all of us completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. that's the plan. We were we were of course doing the pre-show meet and greet yesterday and talking about how you know what Monday, the day after we record and do this show live, there'll be like a new PTR build and like fire will be amazing and arcade and frost would be terrible or whatever so yeah would be what do we pfft, i don't know what we can talk about it's gonna be weird because this 715 is probably the i i don't remember a post-launch patch that ever came out in the previous expansions that was like this many class changes right after like the longest beta period ever right 
So Yeah, especially if you're a hunter or a mage. This is this yeah. is a big patch for you. But yeah, I, it's a little bit funny because they started with saying, oh, 715 is going to be a small patch. We just want to yeah, fine tune yeah. things. Yeah. And then patch notes show up and it's two pages long just for mages. Yeah, just crazy. <laughs> two pages long just for mages. And I, I'll, I'll grab on some of that crazy train because right now, like Enhancement Shaman, we're all out there. We have one spec to play. And if they never changed it, I'd be playing the exact same talent build until the end of Legion. But in 715 so far, we might have like three. Which is like, what? So, it's it's a big patch. But starting off with this, we'll go from the spec class transitions from Warlords to Legion, and we'll talk about a little bit of 715, and we'll kind of weave that into the discussion. But the other parts of the show are very much like, what is good right now? Artifact progression, legendaries, that kind of stuff. So, But I have here, to open us up, we're going to talk about how Legion brought, like, oh my god, fire is amazing! There was so much done in beta to make fire good again and like it, to make it, I hate this, the V word, but viable because in Warlords, it, you guys were like arcane the whole expansion. It felt like so, but there's a blue post for 715 coming up that reads that while fire was mostly in a good place, this is in live, currently launched in 7.1, we're looking at two relative issues in 715, the degree at which critical strike dominates other stats and other high amounts of damage concentrated into combustion overly high amounts of damage into combustion. Uh, and focusing on critical strikes, very strong contribution to the damage of combustion as well as that of pyretic incantation addresses both of these. We're adjusting the damage of fire's core spells to leave its total damage similar to what is before the changes. We're also giving fire its own elemental themed shield. Both fire and arcane get their elemental shields coming in, in 715. So they're trying to, whoops, there's the, the show note. Um, they're trying to move your damage from fire out of like stacking pyretic incantation, rune of power, and combustion, where it's amazing right now, but then the rest of the time you're kind of like fireball, pyroblast, yay, right? That's the goal. Yeah, yeah I guess I'm... to start, uh, do you want to go first, Preet? Yeah, no, you go ahead. Yeah, Coma, right. go for it. Coma. So, so to start, um, fire wasn't really in a terrible place at the end of Warlords, they were actually near the end of uh. Hellfire Citadel with uh, with the crafted trinket, it was really strong. But so to dial back the clock a little, the whole theme of Legion was you know the fantasy, the F word, let's call it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they let's be real. They changed combustion, but that wasn't in the name of fantasy. The old combustion was perfect in the in the name of fantasy, spreading a fire all over the place. It's great. They changed combustion because they said, screw it, we can't figure out a way to balance this. So they changed it to a new version, which was the self-buff. A lot more boring, but easier to work, right? And then they wanted to make sure it was awesome, so they gave it not just 100% crit, but also made it give mastery. And then they gave us other things like um, Fire Blast, Phoenix Flames, and all of that stacked together became this monster of a cooldown that just completely dominated how the spec played. So this is kind of a continuation of how they wanted to fix fire because they kind of went too far and they're dialing it back a little. Mm. Yeah, once again, scaling for fire, and this is the entire issue with old combustion. Once again, the scaling for fire has gotten to the point where they're like, okay, there are too many multipliers here, all multiplying each other. We have to tone this down a little bit if we're going to move to class forward. If we're going to make any other changes, we can't really 
adjusting the knobs right now because everything is just way too sensitive, right? There's too many things multiplying each other. So, yep, a lot of our burst it, with combustion having the reduced uh, crit influence on mastery. Yeah, we'll have to see because the thoughts, so the changes on the horizon that we know of right now. So we have Alex Strauss's Fury, Flame On, the removal of Ice Flows, Rune of Power being lowered to 40% damage for all, all specs, from 50%. The Blazing Barrier, which then makes a giving cauterized baseline. They also have more talents that are different from other, other specs. I'll bring up on screen right now. If you didn't look at this yet, this is interesting to me. I thought this was interesting. Is this is our, this is Mage's talents now in on live, but this is after 715. They now only will share the 45 tier. So they're bringing more of this whole like black fantasy that they want each spec of mage or other specs of other, you know, pure DPS classes, for example, to not share anything. So again, this is live and this is 715. So they're, they're adding more individual things to the, the specs and uh, yeah, combustion going from 100% crit to mastery to 50% crit to mastery. And then you're getting blazing soul, frenetic speed, blast wave being nerfed from a damage source and now being moved to a utility source. It's this is like stuff they do in beta, right? This is a lot of stuff moving yeah. around. So this is pretty much them saying they screwed up and they need to redo it. Uh, we are getting our class redesign now, right? Like <laughs> oh, normally, wow. <laughs> normally it happens like in you know a new expansion. We're kind of getting it like seven point one five. So, and not just for one spec, <laughs> no, for all the specs. For all of them. So there's lots to go over on this one. I, I know I want to give you enough time to talk about ice flows being removed for fire. I know Coma had some words, so go for it. Yeah, so ice flows, everyone knows that ice flows is way overpowered, and there's no talent you can really make it compete against. So they really needed to do something about it. But instead of just nerfing it, they decided to remove it from fire and arcane and leave it for frost. I don't really like that because I feel Ice Flows wasn't just a... It's not, like, it's powerful, but it also adds so much to the spec. As players using the Bracers, Power Blast Blazers will notice, using it with the Bracers is a very... It's, it's something that kind of takes a bit of management. And if you play Arcane enough, then you also know that having to manage when to use your Ice Flows charges to make sure that you have it when you need it is also very useful. So I feel like removing Ice Flows kind of hurts the, the class overall, but it still accomplishes their goal of um, making it not as dominant as it was, especially since they left it for Frost, which really has the least to benefit from it. But, uh, right. That's another story for another time, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a way for Blizzard to have players use Scorch, right? Scorch is kind of what they're trying to promote here. You have a new talent, they increase your movement speed with Scorch. You also have mm -hmm. uh, stuff in your artifact traits that also affect Scorch in the same way. Um, they just want us to kind of have something to cast on move, and they want that to be Scorch, and Ice Flows is kind of diminishing that. Um, right. Obviously, if you have Bracers, like Coma mentioned, if you have Bracers, Ice Flows becomes kind of a mostly Bracer-exclusive thing, um, you know, because you never want to be caught having to move on the proc. But, uh, but yeah, they, they just have to find a way for us to, to end up casting Scorch more. Yeah, and and to move on to say arcane, using mm -hmm. ice flows with evocation is such a big deal that I don't know how they're going to address that 
without ice flows. Mm. It's such a high risk thing, and I I feel like it's it's going to be hard to make arcane work if they don't do something about it. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I I brought this up before on many shows about the differences in between melee because I play melee and then ranged is that they they always try to find this line Blizzard does with casters you need to find time to turret you need to know when to turret you need to know how to manage your cooldowns and your spell casts when you have to avoid mechanics or move from this or move over here to a rune or whatever have you right so when you give you too many tools and you can move and cast at the same time a la Mr. Pandaria there was really no reason not to play a caster because like usually you would just out damage anyone at the time and then they toned that back but then gave us Aspect of the Fox in Warlords and that didn't live very long R.I.P. Aspect of the Fox <laughs> and now if, if they give you too many movement tools again it does trivialize the whole point of as a caster knowing when to cast spells so it's going to be interesting in a world to live in post ice flows. I'm sure it'll be tumultuous for a little bit of time to get acclimated, but I'm pretty sure it'll be better overall outside of the like tiny bit of like the arcane you said. But arcane's getting things on the move now too. So yeah, arcane missiles being castable on the move, definitely something that has been talked about in the past, even past expansions. Yeah. Um Definitely like a really nice addition to Arcane, but also kind of has its own problems. Um, you know, in the sense of Arcane Missiles is kind of one of those spells that you cast as you get it. It's not really something you bank. So I guess you could see some gameplay options open. You know, players maybe holding one stack of Arcane Missiles, always just waiting for, you know, that's the spot where they have to move. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely like some uh, some decision making that will go into that that won't won't have gone in before. Uh, because, you know, obviously right now we're not used to it being castable while, while moving. Um, but yeah, uh, it does open some doors, but not having ice flows for evocate is just really, that's really what's going to hurt us most. Yeah, and to expand on Preheat's point, Arcane Missiles is a, a bit of an overloaded spell, I feel, and making it castable on the move is is nice for predictable movement, but doesn't really help for unpredicted like fire under your feet kind of movement so i don't feel as positive about that ice flows is and when you think about it, ice flows is one charge every 20 seconds um so the amount that you can move is really minimal it has always been powerful only because of how we're able to manage when we need to move um so i would still disagree with how um, ice flows kind of trivialize the quiet your movement aspect of the gameplay but I guess that's going to be up to them to see how they feel about it. Yeah, to expand on what Koma's saying with it being an overload spell, just for instance, like with, with Arcane Missiles, right? Whenever you're looking at Arcane Missiles, you're looking at a spell that, that's worthwhile casting, not necessarily because of the damage it does. Mm -hmm. It's more so for the other aspects of it. Like uh, we're talking about stuff like, you know, the four piece where it reduces the cooldown on an on a evocate. Stuff like, uh, you know, where you'll be able to cast it while moving in the future. Um, there's, like, a lot of reasons you cast Arcane Missiles that aren't because it does, like, better damage. It's because it does other things behind the scenes. It's kind of like a utility spell, in a way. I'm just glad that quickening is no longer a thing with it. <laughs> well, yes. 
yeah, well, so we're kind of moving into the, the Arcane side of this, and there was a blue post about Arcane as well for 715, that Arcane is receiving several significant talent changes that increase the talent diversity and move away from some of the more problematic gameplay centered around quickening, which currently, if I go over to the PTR talent calculator, it is still here. There was a rebuild quickening, like it is a, a rebuilt, a new version, but this is actually just going away. Like quickening is mm -hmm. gone. They just haven't put the new build in, so that will be leaving. The rest of the, the quote, of course, says that in addition to the new Arcane-specific shield that replaces Ice Barrier, again, Fire gets their own, Arcane gets their own, there will be a new few utility updates, not yet on the PTR. Presence of Mind will be baseline for all Arcane Mages, which is a DPS cooldown normally, but it also gives you a on-the-move thing, but not really. And then there's a new talent that will be added that allows Arcane Missiles to be channeled while moving. Then, of course, there's, again, Quickening's gone, Prismatic Barrier, POM made baseline, new talents that allows on the move, Temporal Flux, Chrono Shift, Removal of Ice Flows, Cauterized Removed, because it's for fire, Rune of Power, again, lowered from forty to fi from 50% to 40% damage, and the, the new Mystery Tier 15 100 talent. So, that's Arcane, in a nutshell. Which... Yeah. Go ahead, um, one One thing, um, uh -huh. Temporal Flux... The sure. new um, reduced cast time on uh, Arcane Blast. That's going to be replacing Quickening in yeah. where it's bought right now. And um, the only talent we don't know is the tier 15 one. Oh, they're yeah, making we don't it know a what's going to replace Flux. Oh, yeah. Flux is being 100? Yes, yep. Flux is being moved to Quickening spot. Yeah. Ah, could it say 20% reduction in Arcane Blast cast time at four, at four uh, Arcane Charges? Okay, but that's going to go down here. Yep. Okay. In a way, it's oh. kind of like a knockoff Quickening. It but is only That's more sure. specific. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Okay. Okay. I misread that part of the the notes. All right. Cool. Okay. Yeah. It's it's so many little things. I mean, we we talked about in the pre-show setup about the the new barriers that they all have. Whereas they're very flavorful. They were kind of just like in that when Watcher went over at BlizzCon that they kind of removed too much stuff during their, their fantasy overview in Legion, and they're kind of putting stuff back, like all hunters getting traps back, little things like that being peppered back in. So this is one of the things they're peppering back in, is that now Fire, Arcane, Frost have their own spell shield, and a talent that interacts with that spell shield, and a new passive on top of those spell shields, like the Frost armor, the Molten armor, and the Prismatic armor. So, but, like, builds are changing. Do did you have anything about, like, Rune of Power that you wanted to, to bring up with how not maybe the only go-to talent for... Because I know Arcane and Fire both utilize Rune of Power really well. I think, so, like, we don't know the numbers yet, right? We don't know how bursty classes are going to be, but Rune of Power's, like, dominance relies solely on how much damage your class does without Rune of Power, and then trying to fit in, like, a window where you can do most of your bursts in that window with Rune of Power. So, like, numerically, it's, like, never really going to be, like, better damage over the entire fight if you just take, like, the damage percentage divided by the amount of uptime. It just doesn't really add up there, but what's important is that it's up during your burst. So, really, it all just depends on how bursty your class is. And that's why you have, uh, you know, stuff like Frost on live, right? TV Frost. You can play 
without Rin of Power, you know, and that's fine. You know, Kender's Flow, it's fine. Um, but then you look at like Fire Mage, for instance, very bursty class, right? Combustion with Rin of Power is just way too good to pass up. So even if they knock it down 10%, it, it, it doesn't really change like the core, I guess, class mechanics and how bursty a class is and how damage increased during that burst is going to be so much more valuable. Yeah, um, I feel like the rune of power change is it's not really uh it's not really gonna change anything. It kind of gives the other two talents a little more breathing room to live, but mm. it's not it's not there yet. It's not there yet so, because of the power in the other two, or it's not there yet because of how mages right now ultimately are set up. All three oh, okay. specs have very powerful cooldown uh, abilities. Whether it's icy veins with um with artifact chill to the core. Whether it's um, arcane power, by the way, with upcoming overpowered, like that's going to be really bursty. Or combustion. Combustion is probably the the pre-nerf version is probably the most powerful single uh, self-buff cooldown in the entire game, which is kind of why they have to bring it down a little. Yeah, you brought up the new overpowered. There. This couples into something we'll talk about when we get to arcane mage later on in the show, but. This this little guy right here, I don't I don't know. This might not be going live as it is. This <laughs> it's is, gonna break everything. No, I'm just kidding. This we is, don't know it's, that. It's a little bit scary. We'll see. But yeah, arcane. I mean, it has some possibility. I think the biggest thing that we're still like wondering about right now, again, as we're sitting here on the 27th of November on a Sunday. They're very, very, very likely to be a patch Monday, Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday on the PTR, right a couple days after recording this. So we'll see how things keep changing. And then there's Frost Mages, which for some reason, and this is what Watcher talked about on the last Q&A, is there's this really awkward stigma that just develops in the community and starts like spreading like just icky, nasty creep in from like either streamers or from people that look at Warcraft logs incorrectly or whatever that like Frost is like it's terrible but Frost is is not bad even right now it's like the whole elemental shamans are they viable yeah they're just fine and they're getting huge buffs in 715 so not as many changes to Frost but chain reactions getting nerfed rune of power of course being lowered again ice block to a 4 minute cooldown for all the specs by the way Again, Cauterizer moved, Ice Flows moved. They have get great they have also got glacial insulation, frigid winds, and 250% spell power on glacial spike. Uh, so thoughts on frost moving up in the world? Maybe Frost is Frost is already kinda high in the world. Yeah. Uh, people may not be aware of it. Frost is like really good right now, especially single target. Uh, I wouldn't go running into your Mythic Plus as Frost and expect to like pull the whole dungeon and do nearly <laughs> as much damage as Fire because of Living Bomb, and that's a whole other issue of a move being broken in some way. But anyways, um, no, Frost is Frost is definitely a, a very strong single-target spec, very strong two-target spec, and if you don't believe me, just look up Glacial Spike and how much damage it's doing on certain fights. Uh, you know, farm fights are obviously a little cheeky, but uh, you can definitely see the power there. Yeah, um, I guess Frost has this stigma partly because it came out of the gate really slow, but then the last two hotfixes kind of really brought it up in power, 
And I don't think a lot of players have really realized that yet. Now, the problem with Frosto isn't really the power of the spec, but the mechanical issue, which, mm-hmm. as Preheat said, it's it's a challenge to play at a Mythic Plus simply because you don't have a sustained AoE. And there's also an issue with, um, we'll probably dive into that later, but uh, the there are some core mechanical issues, mostly related to mastery, which kind of explains the difference between the Glacial Spike build and the, the TV build. And those really need to be fixed before you'll see it much outside of raiding on single target bosses, which is why you'll probably see it quite a bit on Mythic Warm, but on other fights like Hell yeah, probably not, not for a while. I think what's interesting about pure DPS specs right now, and even chat talks about it, and you, you see it on like Twitter and in stream chats or whatever, and, and, and you as mages probably get this more than and I even like totally absorb, is that everyone right now is sort of pigeonholed by artifact knowledge, artifact power. Because you really only have, like, if you're hitting 35 traits in your, in your fire melon, you're, you haven't gotten your other two weapons up there, your two staves, up there yet, right? So, but give it a month from now, give it, like, Christmas time, especially January, when we're at max artifact knowledge, if you're a mage, you're gonna have three weapons all at 35 traits. So, your ability to switch between them then becomes completely open to you. Outside of, like, maybe some gearing changes here and there, but you'll have all of them ready in January. So then it becomes like, well, what's best for this fight? So you can Mm -hmm. go Arcane for a turning fight. What's better for this one? Maybe it's actually better for Frost. I can go Frost. What's better for this, obviously, AoE fight. All move fire. Like, you can't really do that right now. Because if you have 35 traits in fire, I know like 26 or 30 in your ebon chill. Like, the power difference there is obviously a thing, but not for you know another month or two from now. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah, we'll finally be free. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. I'll finally be free. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you've been grinding Only, all but, that myth plus. But hmm. but but there's a caveat, right? Uh, legendaries. Of course, right? Of course. Like, what if you don't have the OP legendary for mm-hmm. you know Frost or Arcane or whatever? We're still kind of trapped, right? Like, we'll have we'll have more options for which spec to just choose just on the surface layer. But if you really want to min max it, you're still kind of bound by the way legendaries work right now, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's okay. I only have Cephas. It's fine. Get along. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that is definitely a thing that holds you back from switching specs normally, but they did officially remove the four soft cap bad luck protection thing. So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. once you like, once you have like if if, if you're preheat down here with the two bis ones for fire, you're Hashtag probably blessed. yeah you're probably rolling and doing things as a different spec for loot to hopefully get one for a different spec in the future. So that's kind of what you can do if you don't if not at that point yet. Of course you maybe not, but. It, it, it is a thing that, that could come out. Or you might just want to totally change once you have the other one and just hope you get other ones, you know, hope you get the better legendaries for that spec too. But, yeah, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here comes the, the yeah. hashtag blessed and chat, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... It's tough. Because you might stay fire for a while, but... 
We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're adding new legendaries in 715. They're probably going to add new legendaries in 72. They're going to keep adding them. They have to give us a way to target them. So I, I'm not I'm not super doom and gloom about the system yet. I'm sure things will change eventually because they want you to play the spec you want to play, but from a top level you can't without the proper legendaries because artifact power will eventually be no problem, but we'll see. So anything else about the 7.715 like overall? Anything else you wanted to bring up about the three specs? We talked. I think we probably want to delve into that maybe in the fire section, especially. Yeah. I imagine yeah. everyone has it on their mind right now. Is fire dead? Do we <laughs> want to go there yet? <laughs> Is yeah. fire dead? Check out tonight. Number five will blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Five reasons why fire is dead. Doctors hate it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So let's, let, we can break in, we can jump into one of the spec breakdowns now then. So let's jump over to the fire breakdown. So a little bit straightforward answer, a little bit more discussionary kind of stuff like that. And we, you know, we're, I, I have to time each of these little sections to make sure we're on time. So fire mage, how does legion fire mage work? And now you're, you're pretty ingrained in how it plays, but it's better than the Warlords version. Yes, no, maybe so. And uh, who's taking us away again for Fire Mages? Preheat, you going for it? Sure. Yeah, I'll go yeah. for it. Uh, so playstyle-wise, it feels really good. Um, the new Flame On is very, very strong, mm. uh, especially for your sustained damage. Um, your combustion rotation doesn't really change all that much because you're just kind of omitting one spell, right? So, I mean, you just, like, Scorch once in there, and everything is hunky-dory. Uh, if you're me and you have a lot of haste. If you don't have as much haste, if you're in a troll, you may not even notice it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it eliminates, like, having the micro of Flame on Fire Blast, which is also kind of nice. Um, I'd say, like, gameplay-wise, it, it feels pretty good. Um, Numbers-wise, it's kind of its own thing. Right, we're not really talking too much about that because we don't know that. That's that's up in the air, right? All we can really compare is how the spells interact with each other. Um, and I would say like the standard single target fire build of sorts that you go in in 7.1.5 is very familiar. You should you should log in and it should just be natural. You just automatically see okay, this is it. Pretty much nothing's changed. The only thing to really kind of what, be concerned what is about. That? Oh, what is that build? Walk me through it. I'm gonna bring it up on screen. Walk me through it. Right. So uh, the standard fire build that I would go, this is kind of like the one-size-fits-all. It's going to be Conflagration, um, either Shimmer, is, uh, Shimmer or Carterize on the next one. You won't have that choice next time. You'll just have Shimmer. Your mm -hmm. Carterize will be baked in. Um, and then, you know, obviously Rune of Power, uh, Flame On, um, Ice Flows. That also is going to be gone, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, Living, uh, living Bomb Kindling. Um reason I say Living Bomb over UM is just because you're losing very, very small amount of single target damage. We're talking like anywhere from 0.6 to 1.7% DPS, and you're gaining this hugely overpowered spell for AoE, uh, Living Bomb, which situationally can do like a ton more damage. One Living Bomb can pretty much make up for all the damage UM would have done over the fight anyways, even accounting for its... The, the time you spent casting it. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the kind of the standard build. I would use this build in Mythic Plus, Raids, whatever you want, just yeah, it's the one size fits all. Fair enough. Yeah. To expand a little bit on that, um, Preheat mentioned how it should be very familiar, and oh. I agree. Fire, fire is very similar to what it was in uh, Warlords, with the only exception being new, new and improved fire blast. So 
we kept talking about um, wanting two charges of Fire Blast in Warlords, and they actually gave it to us, but with one caveat, it no longer spreads Ignite, and that's kind of the big uh, difference in Fire. Fire isn't as controlled as before. You don't have as much... Um, it's not as manual as before, but you have a lot more flexibility from this. And uh, I'd say for the most part, it's still crit, get Pyroblast, throw Pyroblast. Uh, the main thing they really changed that feels different is um, they removed pyro camping. And by pyro camping, I mean back then you could have both heating up and hot streak at the same time. So you would always try to, even after getting a pyro uh, pyro blast buff, you would just ignore it until you got heating up and then you used it. Mm-hmm. In general, devs don't really like it when you ignore procs, so they change it so you can't do that anymore, which led to some other issues, but very technical ones that we can kind of just uh, shove under the rug for now. Um, so I'd say it's more streamlined, but it's still the same spec with, um, with just the combustion and, uh, rune of power stacking thing. And that's really the only thing that is, uh, different from what, um, Warlords was. Right. Yeah. Moving Warlords to Legion. Yeah. The power camping thing is probably the biggest change and that's not a thing anymore. Don't, don't be holding on to your power blast while you're casting a bunch of fireballs. It's not worth it. You'll be sitting there forever waiting for a heating up. Um, but moving into 7.1.5, uh, just to expand a little bit too, like mm-hmm. whenever it comes to actually watching your damage and kind of getting a feel for how much damage you're doing, the, I would say the biggest thing that you're going to notice is just because of how combustion is being reworked a little bit and the rune of power, you're going to see that your burst is a little smaller. That's very true. But that's what they're trying to do, though, what they said in the, the 715 blue blurb, is right. they're trying to move damage, which we're probably going to see. We haven't seen it in the PTR build yet, but the secondary stat rebalancing on jewelry and base spell damage being moved around a little bit more, too. So you're probably going to see some base spells come up, and then, of course, when they rebalance secondaries, and if all secondaries are just going up as well, people were freaking out, like, well, we're losing base crit, and it's less, you know, let crit modification on, on combustion, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you're probably going to gain, like, the same. You're probably going to not change it at all. But you might actually not stack as much because if the other secondaries actually come up in priority, but that's, of course, up to the math heads to figure that out once we actually can see them when they rebalance secondary stuff on jewelry. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, so I don't ex- think that's... Uh, a- oh, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, sorry. So to expand a little bit on that... Um, and this ties in directly with the whole is fire dead thing. Sure. Um, so fire mages have received several big nerfs in the form of removing ice flows, um, reducing the potency of the bracers, and hitting combustion, right? And everyone is concerned because they're on PTR and seeing themselves doing 10, 15 damage, uh, 15% damage less. And the question is, of course, is fire dead? Is PTR fire dead? And the answer to that is yes, it's completely dead. PTR fire is not working at all. And guess what? They're not done yet. They're going to nerf it even harder. And I can almost guarantee you, you will see that next week. Because the two things they said they would do is, one, um, make it so combustion is less powerful, and two, remove uh, reduce the crit value. And they've accomplished the first, combustion got nerfed, but they didn't really reduce the crit value yet. yet. So the only way they can reduce the crit value, for those of you who haven't been much on Discord, is to hit a certain artifact trait called pyretic incantation. They've mentioned it in their notes, but you'll notice that it's ominously missing from the list of nerfs. So expect that to get hit really hard. And we're talking like, uh, just from hitting that trait, like 8% nerf. So brace for it. What now, at this you, point... What do you... you have, yeah. 
Oh, so it's right now it's five percent increase critical strike damage. Do you, do you per feel stack? Gonna, yeah, per stack. Do you think it's going to go to three as low as three or like just to four or two or two point five? Oh, if it needs to go at if, least that low. Wow. Yeah, if they're going to change how if they're going to change how crit is dominant for us, like you could even very well see that ch that trait just completely changed because oh. I mean crit is just such a dominant talent or, or uh, sorry such a uh, dominant like secondary for us, they're going to have to do something drastic to make crit less good. Um, and that's what they've stated they kind of want to do is mm -hmm. reduce yeah. the value of crit specifically in Fire Mage. So, mm. yeah. So now that the doom and gloom part is over, I'm going to say you have two options here. You can one, believe that all the blizzard devs are infiltrated by evil warlocks who want to take down the entire mage class <laughs> and they will do it continuously until wow. the spec is dead. That's option number one. Or two, they're not going to buff until they're done nerfing, right? They're just going to nerf the trait and then look at the numbers, maybe slap on a 15 to 20% uh, core spell buff, and then we'll have nothing to talk about anymore because it would be a waste of time talking about how much it got nerfed or buffed or whatever. That's true. That's true. And that's, Pick your poison. The thing that is as well is that 715 is most likely going to land right before Christmas. So we still have roughly a month for it to... to bubble away and build on the PTR. So, and again, we're probably going to get a build very, very soon after doing this live. So we'll have to see how that does change. But that's... They they do want to really look at secondary stats because they, they, they know, they have admitted to messing up on that. And if that is one of the leading causes to the secondary stat problem with Fire Mages, Pyretic Incantation, we'll see. Preheat, going back to you real quick, you walked me through the... The build that you do right now. Do you yeah. have an idea of what like a quote unquote standardish build for fire will look like in 715, though, as we currently look? So I'll just change the, the bloop to this. What do you think? Uh so I playing around the PTR, which I've been doing a lot of for obvious reasons, uh, in the past couple days. Um, I've kind of uh come across uh the build that I think is what I'm gonna be playing. And it looks eerily similar to the build that uh, you would do on live. That would be Conflagration in the first slot, uh, Shimmer in the second slot. Now there's not really any sort of like question of, hmm, should I go Carterize? Well, Carterize, I already have that. Cool. Uh, Rune of Power, of course. Flame on. Very, very strong. It's still not going to ever be really uh, the talent you don't choose unless, unless they do something drastic to it, uh, which they probably will. Um, for... For the 75 traits, uh, Phrenic Speed is pretty great, um, and you do cast Scorch a lot more. Um, so you get a lot more mileage out of this, and then, of course, Living Bomb and Kindling. But what about the 60s now? So for 60s, yeah, Flame On is still just so dominant that you really can't even look at the other ones. But that's the current build, and you you both think that it's, it's over-tuned on this current iteration, correct? It's yeah. it's a classic example of Blizzard trying to nerf something, not really understanding how it works, and then accidentally buffing the crap out of it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so probably what happened with Flayon. So Flamon got changed from uh, a 40 second, 40 or 45, doesn't matter, for, uh, a cooldown ability that gives you two charges of Flamon, and you can, well, I mean, two charges of uh, Fire Blast, and mm -hmm. you just use it right now. Mostly, if you, you take Kindling, you just feed it into combustion. If you don't, then you use one outside of combustion. Flamon is kind of the classic example of some dev doing some napkin math, thinking that it would nerf the talent, because right now it's so strong, 
And then you look at it and you realize they kind of, it was a little off the mark. So right now it's been changed to um, you have three charges of fire blast and the re recharge is cut by a quarter, which means you use about a third, use about a third more fire blast. Mm -hmm. That is quite bad because kindling also gets much power, much more powerful with that. Because you so, use more fire blasts over the course of time. Yeah, right? you get more crits and more pyro blasts. So I guess the short form of it is don't expect that to stay. They're probably going to nerf it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, Definitely. Again, could happen like tomorrow. So we'll have to see. But is there... So there... I brought this up before, just to go back to the talent stuff. When I was looking at stuff on beta and figuring things out, it was like the for the, the the spiciness meme of it all. It was it was the hotness to go like you went pyromaniac and controlled burn, but those don't exist. Like I don't think I see any fire mages doing this, so that's just not not the way that fire ever panned out to work, huh? That's just not not a good. Yeah. yeah. So. Pyromaniac is technically a tiny bit of a DPS upgrade, but it's extremely painful to play with. And the only reason we can find it as a DPS upgrade is through simulations where, let's just say, Robomage is extremely skilled at reacting to hot streaks. <laughs> okay. That's not really the case for most of us, especially when we're standing 40 yards away from the boss. My problem with Control Burn, even though they buffed it by uh, like a double, is you can't, you can't really react to it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel very different from Pyromaniac. Both of, both of these talents have a... You throw out a fireball and a pyroblast, and then you randomly get a pyroblast back. I mean, a, a hot streak back. And you have no idea where it came from, whether it did proc, where it didn't proc. Like, yeah. it, it's very unfulfilling as a talent. Um, controlled Burn after the buff is actually fairly powerful. But because of the nature of how Flameon works, it gives you so much manual control, and it feeds into combustion so powerfully... I don't really expect the um, default build to change much, and that also has an issue, that also has something to do with how Alex Strasser's theory right now is not really working, and they need to change it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, both of those are kind of a, a question of uh, control versus chaos, right? Um, and and really, the the problem with choosing chaos over control in the case of Fire Mage really lies in in how long it takes projectiles to reach their target, and the mm. fact that like. You, you have this reaction, it's like a tactile reaction whenever your spell hits the target. It feels like it hits, so that's when things react, right? And because of this travel time, it makes it so that depending on your distance from the target, we're talking about like you would have to literally be a robo-mage in real life to react to certain things happening. I will say uh, Pyromaniac um, also is kind of the same story as Living Bomb versus UM. Um, you have one talent that's just really, really good in the AoE situation, right? And in single target, it's just ever so slightly behind, right? So it's kind of like, well, why would I even choose the other one whenever I'm only gaining like this small margin in single target? But for AoE, I can just, you know, pop off, right? It's kind of the same case as uh, UM versus Living Bomb. I'll bring up one other talent and then we'll move on from the talent talk. But uh, a slight elephant in the room. I don't know if it's a big elephant enough yet, but... There's a tooltip down here in this bottom right corner. It's called Meteor, where right now it does 562.5% spell damage, right? You're like, eh, big deal. But then if I toggle over here, it does 1,100% spell power. Can we talk about how, like, is, is, is Meteor might be a thing? 
Meteor is already kind of a thing, but in very, very specific scenarios. Like, we're okay. talking pushing Ilgalov Heart in one go situations. Like, Spina Deathwing situations. Right. Um, not really, like, normal situations. Anything where you're going to be on something for less than 45 seconds and you need to get as much damage as humanly possible into it, Meteor is going to be really, really good for because, you know, the nature of it. It's it's a large hit. It, it has a, a rev up time, so you can, like, precast it, right, before the mm -hmm. target becomes available. Um, and uh, because it's 45-second cooldown, if you're using it during a 10-second window, it's going to be, like, quite strong. Um, so, yeah, it, but it, it that's why PvPers love it, right? It's kind right. of the same nature. You just want to burst someone down. It's kind of like you're bursting down, you know, a tendon on the spine of Deathwing, in a way. Um, obviously, it's a lot more complex. Shout out to PvPers for knowing a lot more about the game than I do. It's but um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. So I mean, but like practically, it doesn't really. I don't know. I don't really see it being a thing. Yeah, the thing with that though is even on the case of Elgonov, you can use Sinistrum instead and still kind of accomplish the same goal because you, over forty-five seconds, you get multiple uses of it. My issue with Meteor is that it doesn't really matter how much you buff it; it still won't work in a bunch of cases. So think like. Think like Odin. You want to kill one of those the ads really quickly, but it's standing on top of the boss. So whatever you, if you use Meteor, there's no way you can ever get more than 50% of it to hit the ad, and that's my biggest issue with Meteor. Meteor can't really function until it gets the split removed because whenever, yeah. how many boss fights do you have where an ad is very big and important and needs to die quickly, but it stands way out and not on top of anything else, so you can have Meteor hit it and it alone that's not very common and that's very inflexible yeah so buffing the damage i feel is the wrong direction i'd rather see it get the same treatment as comet storm comet storm used to split in uh in early warlords but they changed it to not split and i think meteor needs that same treatment before it can become a, a like a, a, a meaningful force to be used right and going back to what we talked about earlier the issue if you're looking for like that burst window is you would still roll Cinderstorm because if you Cinderstorm during combustion, all six Cinders crit and they all stack Pyretic Incantation. Right? Yeah, it's definitely so. good. I don't know if it would be more than than the meteor. It all depends on like how much the target is, right. how much how much time the target's gonna be available to be hit. Like what's yeah, the if, there's a, if there's a target that shows up and you need to kill it within ten seconds and it doesn't stand on top of the boss or any ads or anything like that, if it's way out. Yeah, I can see Meteor being a thing, but it's not going to be a throughput play. It's not going to be a yeah. what does the o best overall damage. And we're we're not saying to go take Meteor on raid bosses. This we're talking about like the specific situations where the, where it's viable. Sure. Yeah. And chat brings up damage not splitting would make it even stronger in PvP. They would probably nerf the damage with it, but they could just make it split damage in player versus player combat and not in not. So like it it would split on players, but not split on NPCs. Like they have almost two rule sets on purpose and also i, I hate the, the stupid argument because pvp players get two freaking talent windows and we only get one so what affects us affects them but what affects them doesn't affect us because they have their own stupid window but they get double benefit of it it's so annoying that's that's a whole different rant but um let's bring up fellow malorn so artifact stuff we talked about pyretic incantation a bit but Preheat, walk me through, like, just how the, the build works. I'll bring up the little graph on screen, but what, yeah. what do you feel pros and cons of how the, the fire melon worked out? 
Uh, I think it is a very successful uh, artifact trait design, uh, especially compared to maybe the other ones. Because um, I feel like uh, you don't have to like reevaluate everything you've placed if you go like a different talent, right? Unlike Frost in GS and TV. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously you, you would go uh, for the PI first. PI is going to be your, your biggest DPS increase. Um, so you come over that arc over the top, go to PI, and then the next thing you're going to want to go for is PR. Now, the, the only thing I really have to complain about when it comes to the artifact tree is after you get PI and PR, you're kind of in a situation where your other major is kind of a kind of a meme. Yeah. After I mean, shocks. I mean, my third is the same. So yeah, yeah, I feel like this is like a common theme, right? Like it's like one of the last things you get. It's I mean, it's okay, you know, it's just it, and also the tooltip for it's a little misleading. It says like Flame strike calls down one additional pillar. Like you read that and you're like, oh, I get two flame strikes. Yeah, but it's really just like one of the pillars of flame strikes. So it's only like, like twenty percent around that area. Um, so yeah, uh, basically, um, that's really only my that's my own, only real complaint about it. I think overall the design of it's pretty good. Uh, one thing in seven point one point five that's changing that I really don't like is how molten skin is being moved to only while the shield is active. That really, I mean, that is already a bad true. trait. That makes that trait so bad. That's very true. Yeah. I'll, I'll swap over to that real quick so people can read it in chat. Molten Armor, which is like the passive, right? That reduces all physical damage you take by 6%. That, that is being rolled in to the fact that it's part of Blazing Barrier. So when you have the Absorb Shield, you will take reduced physical damage and you do the fire damage back to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to expand a little bit on the... Aftershocks being a meme thing. It's a little funny because earlier in uh, in beta, Aftershocks wasn't a golden trait. It was actually Blast Furnace in that slot. And Blast Furnace is also pretty bad, but at least it helps you in single target. Now, Aftershocks, it doesn't help you in single target at all because we don't cast Flame Strike single target. And the only way it kind of sort of works right now is because it's also pretty misleading. And people, a lot of people think... It actually gives you two flame strikes. That's not true. It just adds one pillar out of like five. So it's a very minor. It's a separate spell. It's not a flame strike. It doesn't trigger a lot of flame strike effects. And it's um it's a lot worse than pretty much all the other golden traits we have across the three specs. Hmm. How about a real a real quick touch on relics preheat? Which relic do you stack? This is a really easy question, but um just to confirm. If there's a hierarchy yeah. of relics, what do you try to put relics into? So it's pretty much uh, you want like uh, Pyroblast and you want Fireball Cast Time. Uh, the the Pyroblast nerfs previous, right? The ones that are active right now kind of knocked it down a little bit. So it's more aligned with Fireball Cast Time. Um, and then for the third one, uh, really it's just Fire Crit Damage. Um, fire Crit Damage is pretty much good for AoE or single target. Um... So that one's like pretty good to have for dungeons and raiding if you're, you know, because most people I think spend most of their time like mythic plusing and then you raid at night, whatever. Uh, and then for AoE, it would be um, ignite damage and then uh, flame strike damage. So that'd be blue flame special. Oops, right. Sorry, there's a siren. And yeah. then um, <laughs> they're coming for me. Uh, and then the last one would be uh, fire crit damage, the same as single target. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, if you can. 
because I was isn't it in Nighthold you can actually get three traits for pyroclysmic paranoia? Is that like the that's the thing that I was hearing my mate just talk about is you get six of six in pyroblast mm. damage in Nighthold, so yeah. Yeah, not not quite as good as it used to be. Um it's sure. like I think it's like close enough where um you could pretty much say that fireball cast time is your best one. Okay. And you wouldn't be like entirely wrong. Um I think if you have the bracers, like the legendary bracers, then it's definitely still your best down. Okay. How about let's talk about legendary items and trinkets real quick. Trinkets a little less so. I'll post an image in chat that you guys can all link yourself. And of course you can find a lot of these resources and giant images in the mage discord. But legendary items, what's the hierarchy of them? Uh, should I just link your armory in chat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just look at my armory. That's what you want. No. Uh, okay, yeah, so uh, obviously the bracers uh, are kind of infamous for just being so insanely overpowered. Bracers are definitely really good. Uh, for single target, it makes fire uh, competitive with frost single target, which is really, really nice. Um, ring obviously is good for all three specs. So ring is like the MVP. Because you get that, you can use it for Arcane, Frost, whatever. Right. Uh, very, very useful, but also has kind of a twist to it, right? Like, if, you're, if your raid group doesn't lust on the pole, obviously you're not really getting the full use out of your ring. Um, yeah, there's, there's other kind of underground issues with the ring that you only really realize once you have it. Like, oh, you just lusted. Why did you lust? I said I was lusting. This sort of thing. Um, and then uh, I would say, and I gotta mention it, the, uh, the Dragon's Breath hat, or how people call it a dab hat. Uh, <laughs> that hat is very strong too, um, especially for anything where there's a bunch of ads that pop out uh, or Mythic Plus. Um, you know, fights where it really stands out, I think, are like, uh, <laughs> even though some could consider it maybe padding Xavius at the end of the fight, um, and uh, Scenarius with the Wisp as well. I've killed myself a few times on those Wisps with a hat. Yep. Yep, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, Zeronic has almost killed me with his because they all come to him and blow up, and I'm standing next to him, and yeah, it's not pretty. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like it. Uh, then trinkets. I have this big picture I'll bring up on screen, and again, I'll post the picture in chat right now when they catch up to us on the delay. But trinkets aren't. I I want to bring these up to talk about them for a moment, but like it's. Ruby plus chest, regulating sinew, or just Ruby. Uh, get those. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, just get them. Yeah. yeah. Try your best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that graph is uh, very nice. I like it. Mm -hmm. Credits to Blink. Yeah. Or as I call him, Blinkenstein, because he's a mage now. Yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the colors chat are all the way up to purple is 880 eye level. So just so you are aware, but... This, again, it's linked in chat, and it's also linked in the Mage Discord. You can check it out yourself as well. But depending on your eye level, it's a pretty easily understand curve and power. So you've got, like, your top five, essentially. So outside of that, those are what you're looking for. Normally, only a, you just make a sticky note. Like, the top five trinkets I want for this spec are blah, 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 and then just go for those. But then there are some ones down here. Let's say if you have the Swarming Plague Hive at, like, 880, it might be better than the shock baton if it's a little less for my world quest. So there is there is some change there if you need to uh, to check that out, of course. But I'm not going to yeah. really dwell on trinkets too long. It's mostly just like a look at a picture 
go from there. Kind of yeah, thing. there's there's only one I want to mention real quick. Yeah. Uh, Arcano Crystal, I'm not sure if it's still on there or not because it is a stat stick, so I'm not sure if it's listed. But Arcano Crystal also is like very, very strong as a trinket if you get mm-hmm. it from Wither Gym. Um, sure. It's interesting, though, because since it's a stat stick, like getting a bunch of iron levels on it doesn't really change how good it is all, as, all that much. Like it doesn't scale as well. Like the baseline Arcano Crystal is very strong for its iron level, and then it kind of tapers off. So, like, uh, you know, you have the case where other trinkets, as they get higher item level, like, completely stomp on it. Mm-hmm. But at the same item level, lower, you know, like, maybe what have you, like, the 860 or whatever, um, it can be really strong. Okay. Yeah. Another one not worth mentioning is Bow of Corruption, or Bow of Corruption. The Bow of the, Corruption, yeah. Sure. Yeah, the, the one from Savius. Um, the way it works is uh, it, it spreads. And it also, if you damage the target when the debuff is up, it deals damage. And it has a one second uh, 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 internal cooldown, but that kind of coincides with Ignite, that is um, once per tick. So it works really well with fire, especially if things are stacked. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And of course, if you haven't heard about how powerful the ruby is, Aran's Relax Ruby from Mediv in Karazhan, um, start coining it, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just keep running it over and over again. Yeah. Offer to carry your friends, just roll around every time. So how about tier 19 for mages? Let's talk about the fire version, of course. The regalia of ever-burning knowledge is your tier set. But the two-piece the two piece for fire, as it currently stands, is enhanced pyrotechnics provides an additional 10% critical strike chance for application, which means that each non-crit fireball will give you 20% crit, then 40, and then 60, whereas right now it's obviously 10, 20, 30, 40 to get that crit back, and then your four piece is that Hot Streak has a 10% chance to also give you a mini Heroism, 20% haste for 10 seconds. So the more Hot Streaks you obviously fire off, which the two piece helps you obtain, the more chance you have to get this super crazy 20% haste. Which is maybe now that I'm thinking about this as you said this, is probably why you preheat, you denoted the, the, the fireball cast time being pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. Uh, yeah, okay, so <laughs> when it comes to the Fire Mage bonuses, I really hope that they change those. Um, oh. You have one that essentially, uh, you know, it's pretty good, but it kind of also is the same case where the more crit you get, the worse it is in a sense, um, which is fine. You know, it's still like pretty strong on its own, but the four piece, oh my gosh, the four piece. If you already have the Shard of Exodar, you're on longer fights, you're actually, like, if you're casting the whole time, you're actually going to go oom already, right? Because mana is a thing for fire if you have that ring. And if you're playing, you know, constantly without any breaks, uh, always casting, you will run out of mana already. Haste is the last thing I want. I don't want more haste. I, I want other stats. I don't even care if it's mastery. Just something else. Just no more haste, please. That's what Zyronic just says. Yeah, can't wait to run out of mana with the four piece. Woo! <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. already run out of mana, so. Mm. Yeah, it's already an issue. It's just going to make it worse. Higher haste values make it an issue, and it's all because we have this resource that is really just charges on spell steel. That's really all it is. Damn. Yeah. And the reason this happens, this expansion, but not last expansion, is because they removed the passive um, Netherwind Attunement, I think it's called, which is uh, it increases your mana regen by the amount of haste you have. And they removed oh. it because they needed haste, they needed mana to stay stable for arcane mages. That's nothing to do with fire. But when they removed it, they made it so that fire can run out of mana if you have too much haste. I think it's sort of on their board. Like they have an idea this is happening and they're gonna work on it eventually. Mm. But I don't know when that's gonna happen. But if they fix that, I think this is a, 
pretty strong um, set bonus, and I don't think it's that bad. For a two-piece, I'm a little worried because you giving us 10% extra per buff doesn't really mean much when we only ever get one or two buffs before we get yeah. a crit anyway. Right. So the two-piece is not looking very desirable. Four-piece looks good, but they need to fix the mana cost issue first. A lot of their other two-piece and four-pieces for other sets, and of course we'll go over the other ones in a moment, a lot of them just kind of give more like raw damage, whereas the fire ones are kind of kind of mechanical changes, which you both just said you don't really need them. Like you don't need the haste because you're already going to go oom most of the time if you have the ring, but I think the, the four-piece will bring that up to major without the ring because that's a lot of extra casts. That's also 0.2 seconds off your GCD as well, so even faster casting, faster sneaking in a fire blast and a fire into a pyro blast, right? So that'll, that'll add up. So it sounds like it's not, they're both not super excited. So I think really the four excited. piece is pretty good. The, the four piece yeah. is pretty good for if they fix the mana issue, but they need to do that first. Mm. I just feel like haste is not really like something that I would get excited about, you know? Like maybe if I was playing Shadow Priest, I'd get really excited over haste. But for fire, it doesn't really compel me all that much. Right. That's true. Interesting. Well, we're going to take a quick mid-show break, as I normally do, and shout out some things and show off some stuff. And if you've been keeping up with the show and the art takes a while to make, okay? It takes a while to put together, but I'll be world premiering and talking about the Exorcist World First Mythic Emerald Nightmare shirt. It is not on sale just yet, just to give everyone the same time frame. Also, there's like an approval process on Designed by Humans. But first off, I need to shout out and thank the assistant producers of Final Boss TV on Patreon, Ergwin and Truffles and Death Scythe Pally and Ludovicus. Thank you all for your continued support every single month. And of course, if you want to help support the show and what I do here and keep this happening, the Patreon link is down below. Currently, it's a little stagnant. There is a huge revamp with giveaways and one-on-one -on -one time and possible patron-only vlog stuff. A lot of things happening in 2017. I will not be juggling two jobs in 2017. I'll be going full-time Final Boss TV. So if you want to help support the show in this way, you can. And additionally, to move on to the shirt, there is the Designed by Humans official Final Boss TV apparel store down below. If you haven't seen before, we of course have all the little final bosses, the mini final bosses that are by Fabelina. There are six in total. You can also blame this guy, or or don't blame him if you'd like, either one. There's also the two Method shirts. I just like making the Mythic World First shirts to kind of commemorate those moments and make like a timeline. So the Halia shirt is next, of course, but there will be more in the future. I'm thinking I'm going to do Helia. I gotta to talk to Method about though because of the issues with the raid and they already have two shirts already, but we'll probably do something. But Exorcist just nailed themselves down the world first a little while ago of the Emerald Nightmare. And this shirt went through a lot of different, I'm gonna put my watermark up here so someone steals my stuff. There we go. This shirt went through a lot of iterations but we finally landed on this. So again, this will be available on my Design by Human store. It's a very different style than the other two, but it looks more of a, well, I wanted to go with more of a, it looks World of Warcrafty, but not showing off too much that it feels very, very method branded. Obviously this is Exorcist, but this will be available 
very, very soon. Probably by Tuesday on Reset. I'll post on social media about when it is live. But this will be live very, very soon. Here's the mock-up on how large the print will be on the actual shirt. But I think it came out really well. Tutron did a fantastic job. This went through a ton of iteration. There's an, against the white background. The whole Xavius thing is all cut out. So whatever color the shirt is, that will be what the, the whole background color, all the black, is the actual shirt. But super excited to finally get that out there to you guys and just kind of commemorate these moments in the WoW community. And again, I'll be talking to Method about making one for them for Mythic Helia. And again, that show will probably be next Sunday, a week from today, because they're all at DreamHack right now, so I couldn't interview them. But, as well, the guests on the show today, you can go check out Preheat's stream at twitch.com. Oh, I'll take off the, take off the, uh, oh, he's hosting me right now. That's me. Wait, I can't scroll down. There. It's hosting me, but I paused it. There we go. But Preheat on twitch.tv forward slash Preheat, you can go watch him raid and bother him about stuff. All his specs and things and posts and whatever. Go bother him on his stream if you have mage questions, of course, when he does. And then if you have other mage questions, again, of course, there is a Discord channel, but there also is the forum for mages at altered-time.com. They have their forums all right there if you want to dive into the forum discussions for all three mage specs and, of course, everything else. And again, if you need an invite to the Discord channel... Oh, wait, that's the wrong... Where's my channel guide? Where is it? Right there. That's a different graph for later. There is a huge Google document that is available to you right here on the channel or, of course, LinkedIn chat. There's exclamation point guide. There are links to every single Discord server, including the basic tanking and healing one, the more general ones, as well as mine. They're all linked right there. So the Hall of the Guardians for mages, you can go click that link. Link pops up. You can go download Discord also right here, totally 100% free, and then you can just jump into the Discord channel. You can also do it via your browser window as well if you want to check that out. But in the Mage Discord, a lot of these things we're talking about on the show, if you want more visual help and guides and, and posts and trinket stuff, it's all posted there on Stickies. So go check that out. Go check out everybody. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube in the future, things will be annotated down below in the video description box for linkage to get to the where you need to go. But that's that mid-show break. So let's talk about what Mage Spec is next. Arcane. Oh boy. Arcane time. We ready? Right. All right, Kama. It's all you, all right. Yeah, it's Kama's <laughs> time. All right. So I think the name of the game for the entirety of Legion Arcane has been quickening. Uh-huh. So we will talk about that, but first I'd like to talk a little bit about the changes we had. Um, mm -hmm. The biggest change that Arcane had going from uh, Warlords to Legion was uh, our mastery. It went from Mana Adept to Savant. And what that meant is we don't play Mana Tightrope anymore. We don't stay as high as we can. Um, second thing is we don't have any rotations that by nature just let us regen Mana. If you do four Arcane charges, then you will lose Mana. That is just how it works. And the main goal was to, like, according to devs, the main goal was they don't really like how with Mana Adept we would burn in one big chunk to really low mana, advocate, and then just stay at high mana for the rest of 90 seconds. So they kind of wanted to change that. And I'd say in that aspect, it worked. So burn conserve, as you call it, works better with the new design mm -hmm. than before. Now... The reason that there's a caveat here is because of quickening, and that breaks everything. We'll cover that a little later. 
Um, yeah, so I would say that Arcane now is easier to um, pick up, but it's harder to master because every time you gain a bunch of a bunch of mastery, the amount of spells you can cast is going to like um, the number of um, four arcane charge spells you can cast is going to be different, and you need to keep adjusting according to your gear, according to whatever procs you have. Right, and it's kind of like it's it's kind of like trying to aim at a target with a really shaky hand. Mm. And that's where you keep adjusting yourself to to meet the target. So that's the new arcane playstyle. It's very different from the old one, which everything was like clockwork. It's interesting because, again, all the testing I did in beta, I felt that arcane was, it was still very much the same turret, where if you get to just plant your feet and just build charges, spend missiles, you know, hit barrage to keep yourself, you know, mana... Uh, and you you like time your evocate to fill you back up, and then you arcane power, and you go ham again, and then you kind of float, and then you get down to the base, and then you evocate back up, and you arcane power again, and you burst again. It's very this. It's almost like a builder spender in a way, where the building phase lasts the channel of evocation, and then you just spend, and then the spending kind of slows down, and then you do it again. But that. Is it, it, you said, it, does it feel better now with Savant than it did in, in Warlords, though, right? Like, it's a lot more, as you gain more gear, you actually feel the impact of it? Because I know that Warlords Arcane was very much that you just never spent mana, essentially. Yeah, so there is a difference here. The thing about whether you feel more freedom to spend, um, that's very much tied to just how Mastery is tuned. And okay. they've gone back and forth on that a few times. So I would agree, I would argue that... At some point before they changed mastery, before they buffed mastery, it felt like you never really wanted to spend anyway, and that's really tough because with how rune of power works, you kind of really want to spend it during the second rune of power. That's not part of arcane power, and that's when it felt a lot of mages complained how it felt like you were just gasping for air, mm-hmm. kind of like drowning without mana. Now, then they buffed it, and suddenly people talked about just burning for the entire fight. Just yeah. nonstop, <laughs> right. and Gentle it's kind of like yeah, you went from one one way to all the way to the other extreme, and mm-hmm. it doesn't really work. The, then the they fact- yeah, then they change arcane charges, and now we're back to the previous situation again. Mm-hmm. And it's a very delicate balance. I don't feel like Blizzard really got a hang of it yet. They're still working on it. Um, on the other hand, about whether we want to stay at full mana, I think one really big difference is. We don't feel like we want to kill ourselves whenever we want to kill a, a, a priority target. So say like Archimonde, when you try to kill a Doomfire, back then it felt like you just had nothing you could do about it because you don't want to spend mana at all. Nowadays, if you wanted to spend some extra mana to kill a Doomfire or some other priority ad, you have that option. So that's the nice thing. Yeah, you have a little more freedom for like stuff like priority targets, but... The, the whole pretense, and this is what they were talking about at BlizzCon whenever they first announced uh, Savant, the whole concept of, well, it's your mana, spin it where, where you want it, that's kind of flawed because you have things that modify your damage, sure. and a lot of them are out of your control. Like, for instance, Touch of the Magi, right? That's something where you obviously want to spend a little time damaging the target a little extra because, you know, you're going to have... Uh, for those of you who don't know what Touch of the Magi is, it's basically kind of like the, the ring proc from Warlords of Draenor. Um, a little weaker version, and it's an artifact trait on the arcane weapon. Um, you're, still, you're still bound by like what you have as abilities that modify your damage, and 
that kind of determines when you spend your mana because uh, you're going to want to spend mana during those windows. And you only really get a small sliver that you can kind of have freedom with in choosing like exactly when you want to do a mini burn. Yep. You're on this, basically you're on this like rotating schedule of do I have a, am I about to cap my mana uh, slash is evocate up or I'm oom, I messed up. And you have like, most of this is predetermined or it's it's random, but it's still something that you have to use mana during, and then you only really get the last bit of the track to determine like which way you want to go with your mana, and then you evocate back up, and the whole cycle continues. So let's look at walk me through a standard build now, coma for arcane, and then I'll do the flip flop with what you guys think might be a more standard build in seven one five. So right now, if you're playing arcane, what do you, what what works build wise? What are you doing? with Arcane currently. Walk me through this. Push talk, sir. You Push the button. Oh, sorry. Oh. Ah! <laughs> uh, so the standard build right now, and there's really only one build that's being used, is um, for tier 15, you use, usually it's Arcane Familiar. There's something worth mentioning about Words of Power, but we'll cover that later. Mm -hmm. um, tier 30, you use Shimmer. Uh, or Cauterize, similar to Fire, you kind of choose between whether you want more offensive power or more survivability. Tier 45, Rune of Power, everyone's the same in terms of that. 60 is usually it's supernova and that very much ties into quickening um this is going to get changed in 7.1.5 as they remove quickening sure. and uh, so yeah um 75 everyone uses ice flows nothing to be said about that 90 is nether tempest but that again is related to quickening and 100 everyone uses quickening so yep. it's pretty cookie cutter there aren't a lot of um variants on it and most of it is because it's all dominated by quickening. Quickening kind of forces us to use Nether Tempest and Supernova. And some players might argue that Words of Power would work great with it too, but that's dependent on a lot of other things like mastery or specific builds. Bink says that Charged Up is really good if you have... Oh, the Mystic Kill. Is that a Legendary, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a Legendary, and that is based on... Um, but just based on an assumption that you use Arcane Barrage, which I really want <laughs> which... to talk about this because Arcane right now is not at a competitive level is not being played the, the way it was designed. And a lot of players are playing what we call Barrageless. Barrageless means you never drop any stacks. And instead what you do is you stand still, don't do anything and wait for mana to regen a little bit yep. between um, spells. Um, if you do that, you're able to stack quickening to very high stacks. We're talking about 40 to 50 stacks, nearly near 100% haste, yep. and time it with all your cooldowns, such as Rune of Power, Mark of Aluneth, um, Arcane Power, and do a million damage. And your Nether Tempest, this is what I showed off back when I was testing beta stuff, Nether Tempest just scales out of control. It just continuously goes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster, so the dot just goes up and up and up. Um, and yeah, there are two things about that. So this was, like, back in early uh, Legion, mm -hmm. players would just spam Nether Tempest nonstop to get a lot of Arcane Missiles procs, to get a lot of Quickening stacks, and Blizzard realized that was a problem, so they hit it with a pretty harsh nerf. Nether Tempest no longer has the same proc rate for um, Arcane Missiles if you spam it outside of its um, what we call Pandemic window, which is the last three and a, um, 3.6 seconds of it. Okay. Quickening... Uh, now can only stack to 50, no longer stacks to 100. And once you reach 50, you are unable to refresh it. So it'll just fall off. So before this, quick, before this change, 
Arcane was probably the strongest single target spec in the entire game. And they needed to fix that because it involved spamming Nether Tempest hundreds of times. You spent more than a third of your entire fight just spamming that one dot, doing nothing but refreshing it. That's really bad. So they changed it, and now instead of spamming it nonstop, you just kind of time it so you cast enough to get 40 to 50 stacks of quickening just before you use a second arcane power. And you do that for every arcane power afterwards, which is try to mm. like ramp up and have it peak right as you use your cooldowns. This is kind of dependent on whether you have certain legendaries, like the bracers that reduce that, that make your next uh, arcane blast mana free, or the the belt that um, increases your mana regen once you go below 40%. All of these are feeding into this playstyle, and the best way to put it is that it's degenerate, and they're going to kill it really hard. Yeah. It's sure. going to be killed just like meme nether tempest spec. <laughs> yep. And they've already done something about it by increasing the mana cost from arcane charges, but it's not enough. Quickening is kind of an abomination that they created. They tried to kill, they tried to kill it again, they tried to kill it again, and they're saying, okay, this is screwed up. We can't fix it. It's gone. I Even I I was getting 70, 80 stacks and sitting super high on beta character in the crappy PvP guild like over a year ago, myself being a complete noob. So any player with a, a stat like... A, 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 I wouldn't say Quickening goes on the same level of S2M because you only get like one S2M per fight, whereas a Quickening is a constant nonsense during the entire encounter. But... It's it's in the same level of that top tier players understand these things, abuse them, and the devs go like, you know, whoops. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. They're both talents that are designed to be abused. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. And my advice to the devs, if anyone is listening, is please stop designing any talent with the mindset of, oh, it will never get that bad, even though it can get to a hundred, two hundred percent buff. Players will never get there. It will be fine. Please stop doing that. Because whenever there's something to be abused, players will find some way, somehow, some old set bonus, some item, mm -hmm. some random toy that nobody can think of, and they will get there and they will break the game. And when that happens, you have one or two patches of complete insanity. Yeah, one of my mods brings up Crusade right now. Is also a pretty egregious offender currently where Wretch Paladins do so much damage in Crusade and their damage outside of that is like... So, yeah, don't... <sighs> a little frustrating. So what do you think, then, looking at this, again, taking into account the changes in 715, what do you think a new build might look like for Arcane, then, Coma? So the most popular uh, thing being looked at right now is Overpowered, because Overpowered is being changed. And um, previously, Overpowered gave, just meant um, when you cast Missiles, you extend your, your Arcane power by two seconds. Now, the new version is Overpowered gives you a 1,000% damage increase instead of the 30% it used to be, and it makes all your spells mana free. 100. Um, 100%. Uh, 100%, sorry. 1,000? Just a little bit of a difference. Doesn't yeah. make a big difference. One less zero. Anyway, so um, the main thing worth mentioning here is Overpowered is... Um, the way it seems like they feel about it is it won't get that bad because it's not as crazy as Combustion was. Which is true. It's not as crazy as old Combustion. But I, I am a little bit concerned about that, especially because Arcane Power multiplies all your spell damage. And that means it includes all trinkets, all mech effects, all other... anything you can think of. Yep. 
And that means if you combine things like, what if you combine, um, I don't know, Mark of Aluneth with uh, Wriggling Sinew, with uh, the JC Neck, and all of that, and then you kind of try to use a presence of mind to force Touch of the Magi to proc around the same time, feed yep. into it, and all of it explodes at the same time, then you're kind of going to have like a 3 million explosion AoE hitting everything. That sounds kind of crazy. But yep. It it feels another one. It feels like another one of those um, situations, sort of like Prismatic Crystal, where they think it won't be too bad. So it sounds like fun. Let's go with it. But it remains to be seen. Mm. The bigger concern yeah. I have about it, though, is making things mana free is kind of a bad formula for Arcane right now because we already have too much mana in some situations and too little mana in certain other situations. Very related to legendaries. So it's going to hurt all our stat weights. It's going to make mastery not so great. It's gonna flip our rotations around, and there's a lot of consequences that I feel like they haven't really thought out for overpowered yet. Yeah, uh, Arcane is. We'll see what happens. Arcane is already such a balancing act to throw in this obviously overpowered talent, right? I mean, that's the name of it, and it make it <laughs> to make it mana free. That was really what surprised me more than anything else was the fact it was mana free. Um, also, it should be noted that. This talent doesn't become any better if you have more mana, right? It's it's not like quickening where like you more mana equals more damage. That that modifier is kind of gone whenever you talk about overpowered. It's kind of so like let's say that you have a, a crap ton of mastery. That's not really going to help overpowered at all, right? Because more mana, who cares? It's free anyways during overpowered. Yeah. Um. So it's it's going to affect scaling in a very strange way. We don't fully know what's going to happen yet because it's too early. And things are changing constantly. But what we do know is that, uh, like, conceptually, this is going to be kind of another wrench in into the gears of Arcane, which is kind of what Arcane has been this entire expansion. It's been like a giant machine with wrenches all and all the cogs and all these weird play styles emerging that right. they don't want you to actually do. There, because what you bring up is very important to denote, because as far as I know, what understanding, when you, you evocate back to full mana, and then you start your burn at full mana. If you have overpowered, you're sitting there for 10 seconds or so, right? Arcane power lasts for 10 seconds. Uh, 13 at with 13. the artifact traits. 13 with the artifact traits, sure. So you're sitting there for 13 seconds in your burn, and your mana doesn't move. So it's fine, I suppose, but it feels like that whole time when you're burning, your whole mastery savant does nothing then for you. Right, and, and more importantly, it raises the question of, and this will be determined later by theorycrafters, um, do you want to burn first and get evocate off cooldown first, or do you want to just use arcane power first, right? Because like you have two extremely strong cooldowns, which determine what most of your damage is for the spec, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a question of which one do you want to have, you know, incurring its cooldown first. Right. Because you can't do both, right? Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, you have so, to choose so one. There is a little bit of clarification here. You don't absolutely need to burn right after you reach full mana. And um, during the course of overpowered, well, during the course of arcane power, you only regain about 30% of your max mana back. Okay. So it is something like you can you can just burn a little bit and then use overpowered. So it's all sure. right from that sense. Sure, sure. But sure. Th there are a lot of questions to be answered here. And a lot of it is also going to depend on their tuning. Right. Is the rest of the build? I guess it's hard to look at this and look at the rest of the build and and figure things out because again, Tempora Flux right now currently on the PTR is in fifteen, but it's supposed to be down here. 
We don't know what's going to replace Temporal Flux, so we probably really can't make an actual build. And Presence of Mind is going baseline, so it, this is getting moved and something else. So we, we have... It's probably difficult to make a build out of all this, too. Because if you're using Overpowered, then does something like Erosion become better? Because you have a passive extra damage amp on the boss, or does Unsealed Magic become better? Arcane's going to be in a weird place because of how egregious quickening was and because it's gone in 715 it'll be interesting to see what changes yeah. for arcane for sure so like temporal yeah, flux plus overpower can like being in the same realm where you can have both would be like a huge right. glaring problem so they're moving that one what's right, right. the big question is what are they going to replace it with because mm -hmm. that's going to really be what determines how this all works sure yeah there are some insights into that actually because so one thing we know for sure is that this new talent in tier 15 is probably not going to be related to Arcane Blast because that's too powerful with right. Overpowered and with Temporal Flux. We know that they don't have much room to change Arcane Barrage. So I would say with quite a bit of certainty that this new talent is going to do something about Arcane Missiles, probably about its damage. And because that's the, kind of the only thing they can do. And where Presence of Mind is right now, this is becoming the talent that makes you cast Missiles on the move. So that's where um, this is yes. going. So if they give you, mm because -hmm. right now Words of Power, Words of Power is a chance to get more missiles. Arcane Familiar is just the passive for more mana and then it, you know, barrages things. So that could be a thing if temp where Temporal Flux sits, if there is a Arcane Missile boosting. So stronger missiles, more missiles, or just a passive damage amp. So yeah. Yeah. Um, th and there are some things we do know about the other uh, talents. So okay. aside from removing Quickening, they also nerfed Nether Tempest and Supernova. They nerfed the damage of both. And this is this to me feels a lot like they looked at it from, uh, from uh, uh, well, Quickening and people are taking these talents so much, so we need to nerf them. But with the removal of Quickening, these two talents are going to be much weaker. So... Ah. It's going to be interesting how it works out with the rest of the tier. For now, it's all going to be dependent on numbers, and we're going to have to wait for that. But it's not as unclear as uh, as a lot of people might think. Mm. And just to correct chat again, I don't know if it was a delay or not, but Temporal Flux is going down to where Quickening was. Presence of Mind is going baseline. Where Presence of Mind is, is the cast-on-the-move arcane missile talent. And where Temporal Flux is now... At the top here, this is a new talent will be here, so that that's what is that is what is changing. But that's a lot about talents. Uh, let's talk about Alaneth for a minute here. I'll pop this up on screen. Koma, anything really important? I know you are throughout touch of the Magi. So anything else of note to bring up about about Alaneth, real quick? Aluneth, the artifact. Yeah. So, um, Marker Aluneth is a really powerful AOE spell, not just a single target spell. And I guess that's sort of interesting in a way because Arcane has always been known for single target. But because of Mark of Aluneth and the way they change Arcane missiles, it's now a very powerful burst AOE spec, whereas the single target is not that great. Um, for the path, um, it's pretty straightforward right now. You go straight towards Rule of Threes, which is lower left. That's the first gold trait. Afterwards, you go um, upper left and... Usually, people will take Arcane Rebound, even though it's only uh, uh, an AoE um, ability. And last of all, you move to the right and get Touch of the Magi. Mm -hmm. um, there isn't a lot of wiggle room here. It's more just um, optimized towards single target throughput. But that's kind of the popular way. Afterwards, there are um, certain um, utility abilities like Slow Down, 
and uh, yeah, like those, take it when you feel like you need it, basically. Specifically regarding the traits, um, most of them are, I'd say arcane traits are pretty good, with the, some of the exceptions being like Adrian's Ascendance, which is the, you explode after you evocation thing. That makes you want to be a melee mage, which isn't that great. It used to have an immunity component to it, and they removed that. The other trait that I feel a little bit uncomfortable with is Touch of the Magi. Touch of the Magi used to be RPPM, which meant you couldn't really force it in any way. But now that they made it have a, they buffed it and make it have a um, fixed proc rate, you could kind of force it by casting a lot of Arcane Blast, and that's bad because that means you can time things like Mark of Alanith or Unused Trinkets or some other really powerful spells yep. to coincide into it. And 20% of a really hard-hitting time is 20% of a lot of damage. That turns into AoE, which, by the way, does not split. This is stronger than the ring, if you think of it that way. Mm -hmm. Yep. So those are some of the main things worth looking at in terms of artifact. Uh, okay. Trait-wise, though, most of the traits are not extremely powerful. One of them worth mentioning is the Arcane Missile proc rate. That one is powerful mostly because of quickening right now, because of how if you get a lot of Arcane Missile procs, you can stack quickening to very high. But since quickening is going away, that's probably not going to be the thing again. Um, with the changes to overpower, the arcane power relic, the arcane power duration relic might be interesting. But because it's only one second, it might not be a game breaker either. So most of them aren't aren't crazy in the way that pyretic incantation is. That's what I was going to ask you next. Is there a relic? Like if you want to six of six something, like in the hierarchy, what what looks best for that? Is adding three more seconds of arcane power where it's at, or are there other things that are really important to, uh, to take into account here? Right. right now, the dominant one is still ethereal sensitivity, which is um, increased chance to activate arcane missiles. Right. That's still the dominant one. It's still going to be very powerful after the patch, mm -hmm. but we don't know where it will sit against all the other things because we don't know what arcane is going to look like. We don't even have all our talents yet. Right, that's um, very, very true. And, yeah, and overpowered, is it going to stay at 100%? That's going to make a big difference on how powerful um, duration on arcade power is. Because even if you add one or two more seconds, most of your heavy hitting spells are already, already entirely within the duration. Like, your, um, like adding a few seconds is not going to make any difference for your trinkets or for your JC neck or, or for Mark of Alaneth. It's only going to be a question of whether you can fit another extra arcane blast or some arcane mm -hmm. missiles into it. So that's not going to be... Uh, Oh my god, this is so powerful. Thing. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Next little bit here, of course, is going to be about legendary items and trinkets. I'll go to trinkets real quick first again, just to get chat room on the same page. There is another document, of course, for arcane trinkets, and I will post it in the chat. And again, as for the plug, this is posted in the mage discord, but you can see here for arcane, you've got the ruby plus chest, or just the ruby, you got spiked tongues, the gnarled root oak hearts uh, pops up here, and then of course shock baton. So that's your, that's your, like your top five-ish, but then again you can always work this through and check that out. What's crazy is the difference between the fire version of the ruby plus chest and the different, like the spike with arcane. 
that is that is mostly because you can stack it with rune of power and arcane power and everything else when you can't really do that the same way for fire, right? Uh, procs also from Nether Tempest is why that's so high. Oh, 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 geez. Because, mm. yeah, 100% haste and Nether Tempest and a lot of activity happening. That sounds gross. I didn't think of that. Because <laughs> the it, ribbons... The case with the, oh, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. It, yeah, it's it's both things, yeah. Yeah, okay. But that's for that's for chat. So legendaries, though. Koma, what is the legendary hierarchy for Arcane right now? So the legendary hierarchy is very muddled for Arcane because there are oh. um, several legendaries that are very attractive. So first you have the Bracers, which means um, every so often you have a free Arcane Blast. That is very nice, especially for the quickening, the Barrageless build. Then there's also the Court of Infinity, the Belt, which gives you extra mana regen below 40%. And that's kind of good all around, but mostly for like for, for Barrageless in particular. It's very interesting because Barrageless is all about trying to last until you can use your cooldowns with enough mana to spend them. Sure. And both of these items kind of feed into that. Now, if you're playing a non-barrageless rotation, then the kilt. The kilt gives you mana return whenever you cast Arcane Barrage, and that gives you a lot of room to, to work with. It, all of this is going to depend on specifically your uh, playstyle and on how you use these items, like on your on your mastery level, on on how much you can trigger the effects, really. Hmm. It's. I will admit that it's not as clear as it should be, partly because not a whole lot of theory crafting has been spent on figuring out what exactly works or doesn't work with Barrageless. Because if you don't have enough mastery and you can't really reach there, it's a broken gameplay. You don't even get any results at all. If you get it, then you get some results. And depending on how much mastery you have, you can get better or not so great results. All of this is really muddy and nobody really wants to put in the effort to investigate all the details when it's about to go away. So it's... It's going to depend. Your, your mileage may vary. It's not... Just to make sure, it's an exciting experience, though, right? Like, right? You're not in the mage theorycraft, mathcrafting, you know, Omega nerds out there that know how all this stuff works. It's still an exciting change because it makes it a lot better because right now, if nothing changed, every arcane mage would just have quickening nonsense the entire expansion. And that is obviously going away, hopefully for much more healthy playstyles of arcane mage hopefully because we can't have we just we can't have more arcane mage tomfoolery after hellfire so the main deal breaker for me regarding quickening is that the best way to use quickening is to stand still and not do things sure. at some point and that's that's just a complete deal breaker that should never happen for any talent for any effect in the game and that's why I feel like removing it is probably the best thing they can do. Even after they tried to do a revamp, there was a inter uh, like a, uh, a, a change they made to Quickening. That is the current version on PTR right now that right. also increases meta cost. It's nice in that it's harder to game, but it still doesn't fulfill the criteria of, is there a situation where I'd rather stand still and do nothing at all? And the answer is there is. Like If it's high enough stacks and you have enough haste, you're still going to want to stand still and just refresh the buff instead. So I feel like it had to go. There's just right. yeah. no way you That's can fix it. That's the only way to fix it. Just, what's, just what's, get it. What's weird about that from this perspective now is that that became enough of a problem, but S2M isn't because they haven't talked about removing S2M. 
Which seems weird because S2M dominates 95% of every fight for Shadow Priest. Whereas if Arcane Mages, as they were using now, everything is quickening, quickening, quickening. But they are removing quickening, but not removing S2M. So it's. Yeah. Priest kind of falls flat on its face without S2M, though. Um, yeah. And also, like, that's their only DPS spec. So if that kind of goes out the window, yeah. it's not like they're like a mage and they can just swap to fire or frost. They're kind of just True. dead. True. So. So I think, I think they're a little. Just, I think they they're a little more reluctant to do it. Yeah, I think they want to tread very carefully with that. While oh. they can be a little bit more liberal with mage because we have backup strats. Sure. So how about the regalia of the ever burning knowledge? The two piece for arcane is your spells have an additional five percent chance to activate arcane missiles, which is pretty good. And your four pieces are casting arcane missiles reduces the remaining cooldown of evocation by two seconds. These both seem. Much better than fires. Coma, what, what, what's the thoughts here? So the first thought is, four piece is not going to stay. I don't think it's going to stay. It's probably, <laughs> too, it's too, just going to be gone. Too good? Um, two <laughs> piece, too good. it's not just too too good, but this whole situation of how we talk about too much mana, too little mana, too much mana, too little mana, this is going to just add on top of that. And All there's right. no way to fix it. And either they're going to be like, well, we don't really care that you spam Arcane Blast and missiles for an entire fight like it did in Cataclysm. And they let this through, which really doesn't sound like what they want to do either. Mm -hmm. Or they have to just get rid of it. The two-piece is really powerful, but right now it's being looked at with rose-tinted glasses because we're still looking at it from a, what if we still had quickening kind of thing? <laughs> if we still had quickening, then this is going to be amazing. This is going to work yeah. so well for, for players trying to stand, stay at, a, at four charges forever. Okay. But once that's gone, that's going to be a much more complicated um, discussion. Especially with Overpowered, you kind of want to fit as many Arcane Blasts as you can into Overpowered. But if Arcane Missiles procs, you don't want to waste it either. So they kind of work against each other. Both of these, I don't like them, simply because ultimately they add back to the we're going to spend way too much time at four charges issue. So right. while they're really strong, in fact overly strong, so strong that we're not expecting them to stay, it's hard to make a objective evaluation of them. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to see how that works out. At least it, it, it's funny. I wonder how much, because they've been tweaking tier 19 set bonuses, right? Because they made these tier set bonuses like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, they're old. So, so they're very, very old. And yep. a lot of them, I thought, were very like passive interactions, but some are, you're like, oh, no. That, that, mm-mm, mm-mm. So we'll have to keep seeing again when the PTR build comes out this week, the next couple of days, to see if they've tweaked them again because of how the game is evolving and how talent builds and even, like, rotational changes are happening in 715. They have to, because we'll be on 715 when Nighthold comes out and they weren't taking into account the game change at the time of making these Tier 19 bonuses a year ago. But... Anything else about Arcane Preheat, or are you ready to talk about Frost Mage? Oh, I am so stoked to talk about Frost. Yeah. Uh, one last thing about Arcane. Absolutely, the new yeah. Legendary that gives you two charges of evocation, right. and that means a lot of burning again, and that's something that I'm concerned oh. about. I think it's great yeah. in terms of giving us freedom, like when to evocate. You don't always have to feel like you're fighting against time, trying to get to zero mana right as it comes off cooldown. Ah. Otherwise, it's interesting, and... Uh, only concern is whether it will just give us too much mana and end up burning all day again. That's yeah, all I mean, 
it, aside from like the the quality of life of having basically a cooldown where you don't have to stress as much, right? Uh, I mean, really, realistically, you're kind of just getting one extra evocate. So on a shorter fight, that hat's going to be a lot better than you know, let's say a 12 minute fight. Um, mileage will vary. Yeah, and then of course there's this weird now problem that spells with charges don't reset when you reset a boss or when you wipe on a boss. So now like evocate won't reset, doesn't reset on stuff like that, so it doesn't matter. But that's a huge extra little ball of wax that should be hopefully fixed in the future or, or never. We'll have to see. But all right, I'm starting the timer for you, preheat. So frost mage time. Uh yes. this has been a weird thing for frost mage and they've got we kind of sandwiched arcane in the middle because it has like the most changes happening but frost has basically two play styles so how does frost how is frost playing in legion now yeah so uh so first off let me start off with frost is kind of the tale of two cities you've got two different builds of frost that are almost like their own self-contained specs Oh, wow. Also, uh, to to expand on that, they go like almost completely different artifact traits as far as the path that you take. So you're kind of locked in uh, whenever you choose one. Uh, those two would be uh, TV, which is prioritizing as much uptime of icy veins through um, fingers of frost, and you have glacial spike, which essentially foregoes ice lance almost completely um, in favor of just getting as much frost, uh, as, as much damage from your mastery as possible, which then translates to glacial spikes. So as far as changes that have, uh, happened, you know, we're talking warlords of Draenor to, uh, to Legion frost has been completely reworked and it's also been changed even more after that, right? You have the first iteration of frost where basically they got rid of brain freeze. They replaced it with, uh, kind of like a frozen orb kind of thing. Um, and then you have it where they've changed it now and you, they've added Flurian, which is kind of like Fingers of Frost, but only also works for uh, Frostbolt. And when I say it's kind of like Fingers of Frost, I mean that it kind of has the same role. Like if you Flurian, then you Ice Lance. It's, it, it's kind of as if your Ice Lance had the Fingers of Frost in a way, right. but it also can affect Frostbolt as well. That's why, that's why the spell is interesting and also used as GS. Um, so Frost has been all over the place. I know I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but if you look at the, the set bonuses, you see Frozen Orb being mentioned, and it's like, <laughs> you can tell that this was made in a different era, right? Yep. Like, a Frost Mage, because this stuff is not relevant anymore. It's like, wait, the set bonuses, like, are you sure, like, you knew what you were doing when you made those? But, it, like, that's how you would feel if you didn't know that Frost, you know, originally had this emphasis on Frozen Orb, which has now changed. They've right. pivoted away from that. So, yeah, uh, I guess the best thing to say about Frost is it's completely changed uh, in a lot of good ways and also some bad ways, too. Uh, the spec still has a lot of its same problems that it's had historically. We're talking issues of mastery and how mastery does... I mean, mastery is not equal opportunity. It affects, uh, or it doesn't affect Icelands, right? And Icelands is like our bread and butter, or you would think it would be, right, for Frost. And uh, because of this, there's all these weird playstyles that always emerge, Siege Argamar is a perfect example where you pretty much just cast Frostbolt under most circumstances. Uh, and then you have the exact flip side of that, where, you know, Emperor Mar or Imperator Margok, where you're just casting Ice Lance every GCD, even if you don't have a proc, to maintain your, your uh, Icy Veins uptime. It's like the classic problems of Frost are here again, 
Only now, instead of it being like, this is the preferred playstyle, now you actually just get to choose. You can choose your broken TV spec or your broken <laughs> Glacial Spike spec. They're both broken. They both, there's no way that these are the intended playstyles. So kind of like Arcane, it's kind of rigged. But. Preheat, walk me through a Thermal Void talent spec, and then I'll have you walk me through a GS one to see what the differences are. Just show them on screen here. So I have Thermal Void at the bottom. What's the rest of the spec look like to make TV... Uh, bone chilling is like one of the most important things. That's gonna be your trait, your your first trait. Uh, second trait, obviously, is up to you. Um, <clears throat> survivability there. Uh, you can go in Candor's Flow. It's pretty much the same as Rune of Power on the 45 row. So pick whichever you prefer. Rune of Power is slightly ahead, but maybe it's not worth your time. Uh, Frozen Touch obviously is gonna be huge for you unless you're doing any sort of cleaving. Uh, more slances equal better. Uh, ice flows, super standard. Um, another another case where it's like really close is the 90 talents. Hmm. Frozen Orb is so close to Unstable Magic that you can pretty much choose whichever one you want. No, fr uh, that one's actually mean, right. Frost Bomb. Or yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Frost Bomb <laughs> and, and Unstable Magic. Right. Yeah. Um, these are actually a lot closer than whenever I was mentioning Rune of Power and Encanter's Flow before. This is like really really close. Like, uh, whenever I said, you know, Rune of Power, you can choose Rune of Power or Encanter's Flow, like me personally, I can't because I just can't justify it, right? But uh, I can definitely justify the 90 talents, being uh, Unstable Magic, which is slightly behind. And then, for your last one, obviously, TV. Interesting, okay. So that's like a TV build. How does it change right. now if I were to toggle over to Glacial Spike? Uh, this is where things get interesting. So for Glacial Spike, there's a lot of... Uh, operands that modify which path you take. Um, I don't know specifically what the triggers are, but I know that there's one for Lonely Winter. My character is now better for Lonely Winter ever since I got the urn. So it's either going to be Lonely Winter um, or uh, or Bone Chilling on your first one. That all just depends on things, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Find out more in the Mage Discord. Yeah. yeah, the best way to know is just to sim yourself. Um, okay. If you don't know how to do that, then just stick with, I guess, Bone Chilling for now, and then see how that goes. Um, and then, yeah, Rune of Power is going to be huge for you as GS. You can't really stray away from it. Sure. Um, splitting Ice is, uh, if you read the tooltip, it increases the damage your ice schools deal by uh, by 5%. Right. That is so huge that the other ones are just out of the question. Because that... It may not seem huge. That contributes to each icicle putting in a glacial spike passively. Right. Right, anything that buffs icicles is buffing the spec, and it 5% may not seem like a lot, but it's actually pretty big. And also, this makes your uh, Glacial Spike cleave as well, which oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. pretty huge too. Um, ice Flows, standard, right? Uh, unstable Magic, I mean, the other ones, you really wouldn't even cast them really at all, so I mean, Unstable Magic's kind of the only choice there. And then obviously Glacial Spike. Hmm. Now there are some talent deviation that's changing with I think all, all I can really see on the 715 so far is you've got Frigid Winds, which is just, it's in, the, it's in the utility talent. And then you've got Glacial Infusion, which again, or a Glacial Insulation, which is again utility. So either of these two builds still completely work in 715, right? Nothing is changing in either of those playstyles. Is there? Uh, or? Yeah, playstyle-wise, not really. Um... Well, Glacial Spike may change because they're trying to bring up the damage of Evan Bolt and Icelands to make them worth casting for Glacial Spike. Okay. But uh, I think that you're if you play it on the PTR, you're going to immediately realize, holy crap, my damage is down the toilet. Uh, so I think that gameplay-wise, uh, like what you do in the spec, I don't think Glacial Spike 
as a build can coexist with Icelands also being very good. I think that these are two different competing design philosophies, and I don't think that they will ever really be resolved fully. So I feel like um, you're you're probably going to be playing about the same as what you do now, unless you have like chain reaction, for example. That's an artifact trait to increase your Icelands damage. Uh, that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like viability, ice flows is obviously really good for frost, but not so, not as much as like the other specs. But ice flows is still probably the one you're going to choose there. Uh, Shimmer is pretty good too. Um, there's a little bit of gaming to be done with Flurry and Glacial Spike mm -hmm. if you have Shimmer. Um, kind of advanced tech where you basically cast it and Shimmer in and get a Shatter off your Glacial Spike. Um, but yeah, for the most part, talents are going to remain the same. Oh, is that... that's That was a beta thing that I was testing. That really still is a thing where you... So you stand 40 yards away, you cast Glacial Spike, but then you shimmer in and cast Flurry, and it lands before the Glacial Spike lands, so it shatters it. Is that yep, what we it call is? that Shatter Spike. Yeah. That still exists. I, report I reported these things. Ah! Um, it's not just uh, Shatter Spike. It's also a Shatter Even Ball, Shatter whatever else you can think of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can Shatter really anything um, that's, that's a Frost spell. Yeah. Um... But, uh, oh yeah, it should be mentioned that Frozen Touch um, is changed now. Um, but that doesn't really apply to GS as much uh, as it does TV. For TV, I think that that's still just going to be the go-to, 100%. I think it may also be another case where they meant to nerf it and it accidentally buffed it a little bit. Right, yeah, I'm looking at them right now. So the, the PTR version, at least currently, is, is a 40% increased chance to generate FOF charges and you get one additional, so up to three can stack. That's a lot better than two on a 45-second cooldown. It's four with the talent, isn't it? Oh, the uh, artifact trait. Oh, four yes. the artifact trait, yeah. So you get four yeah. FOF charges maximum with Frozen Touch. Yeah, bring out your weak auras. Yeah. <laughs> so basically. It's not going to do that. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Hopefully you kept your weak aura from... Uh, uh, I have to, Yeah, I can show <laughs> it to you. So yeah. I think one thing worth mentioning about Frost sure. Mages. So there, there are two, sp two big builds right now, right? Glacial Spike and Thermal Void. And the reality is that both of them are getting killed because glacial, the way you're addressing Glacial Spike is they're going to reduce the potency of Frostbolt and mm -hmm. Icicles, and that will make it so you don't want to just ignore uh, Icelands. They're buffing Icelands at the same time. Now, for um, TV, for Thermal Void, the main, thing, the main problem here is Thermal Void is being extended to like 80 to 100% uptime on fights, and they don't like that. So the way they're addressing it is they're reducing your Fingers of Frost generation. Ebon Bolt no longer gives two charges of Fingers of Frost, it only gives you Flurry. Frozen Touch is no longer an instant without a global cooldown. Oh, I so see overall, you actually gain less Fingers of Frost over the fight. Um, it's cold outside, no longer gives you Fingers of Frost either, and all of these will feed into reducing the power of um, Thermal Void. Then, yeah, I'm looking at yeah. looking at all this stuff now. So Ebon Bolt is changed. It gives you two charges of fingers of frost. Looking at this is the live talent build for chat. Live Frostbolt is 210% spell power. Ice Lance is only 89.3% spell power. But on the PTR, Frostbolt is reduced to 195%, and Ice Lance is up to 120%. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You'll so see these... that, like, on those notes, they buffed Glacial Spike, but it doesn't make up for the loss in Frostbolt. Yep. Just so these changes uh, okay. look innocent, even though they're just, like, numeric changes, but they actually have an important um, effect on the overall rotation. 
it's ultimately the whole Frostback is about a battle between Frostbolt and Icelands trying to juggle for dominance. Right. If one is too strong, then the whole spec breaks. And that's happened like many times before, as pre mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. They're trying to dial back Thermal Void by reducing Fingers of Frost, but they're also killing Glacial Spike by reducing the strength of Frostbolt so that you don't ignore Icelands. The biggest offender here, especially for TV, is the artifact trait, um, Chain Reaction. Yep, this is basically the equivalent of pyretic incantation for fire. Just like we said that fire would get hit by a huge uh, nerf with the pyretic incantation, we expect a chain of reaction to get hit by a huge nerf as well. And it did. It got brought down to, I think, 10%, if I remember correctly. It's but the reality. 20, it's 20% still on the PTR version, so it might still be getting put in the data files. Yeah, it's 20% still now. Yeah. So, um, long story short, that's probably going to get hit again. Because mm -hmm. without it, they will not be able to really tone down the strength of Icelands. Because Icelands has fingers, has fingers of frost, and its crit rate is very high. So this, yeah. uh, this ability to increase its crit damage is, is going to be very crazy. So you, you, you basically rolled me right into talking about uh, Ebon Chill. So I'll bring it back up on screen real quick, too. I do have the Frost Artifact Path. This, of course, is the one that they built before, and I don't, it might not change, but just for purposes of having an illustration here, of course, if it does change, check the Mage Discord. But back to you, Preheat, for the build. It looks like a, one of the most standard artifact traits. Yeah. There's, no, there's no finagling here. There's no single target versus AoE. It's just this path. Yeah? So that path is going to be for um, if you're going TV. Um, oh, okay. And I don't agree with it 100%, uh, but um, yeah, so it's it's a very different path for Glacial Spike. So it all depends on which one you're going. But yeah, for, t for TV, for the most part, uh, you want to prioritize um, it's cold outside and then kind of go for Chill to the Core and then eventually pick up Black Ice. Um, it's kind of the opposite for Glacial Spike. You want Black Ice first and then you want to immediately go for Icy Caress, which isn't even a major, it's a minor, but you want to put points in that as soon as you possibly can, and then immediately go to chill to the core from there. Okay. This looks pretty straight. I, mean, I think that one thing to bring up about artifact paths is if, if you're not playing one of these specs now, or you're going to be playing it in the future, that's why these resources are there, but it, once January comes around, if it's not a brand new character, and you're still a mm -hmm. play mage, you're going to have 25 artifact knowledge. So yeah. getting a 34 <laughs> new ebb and chill will take you a week <laughs> if that maybe right so it's like twenty four thousand nine hundred percent artifact power gain you'll do like a world quest and fill up half of ebb and chill from nothing so it'll be very easy to do that but for those who want the resource is it is outside of chain reaction was there anything else that was a problem with uh ebb and chill or is everything pretty Straightforward. It seems to be. Um, you have some of them. They're just like really overpowered, and they're minors, like icy caress and let it go. I feel like there's a little bit of like a discrepancy in like the relative power because those are like borderline better than majors per point in oh. some cases. Oh. So that could be a little problematic. But I think overall, it it it's kind of a neat setup, and I like that there's two different flavors of it. Okay, Koma, you said something too? Well, basically what Preet just said. Um, okay. I think the way I see it is 
aside from Chill to the Core, the other golds just aren't that great. Mm. Okay. So, so it's more like, yeah, the minor traits are, they're strong. The reason they're stronger than the gold ones are because the gold ones are just not good. I mean, it's cold outside. It's the passive damage increase on your water elemental or your lonely winter, which is just like, eh. And then black ice is just that Ebon Chill has a chance to empower icicles, which increase their damage by 100%. And that's that one was super annoying to me while I was beta testing because what you do is when you cast an ice lance and you watch your five icicles fly off of you, one might just be like a tiny. It, it looks like an <laughs> Ebon Bolt, but it's a tiny Ebon Bolt and it yeah. just flies out. And that one does double damage. It takes the yeah. damage that was stored on that one of the five that rolled on, above your head, and that one gets just double damage. And that's all that happens. Like, it's so... Okay. Yeah, for Glacial Spike, you don't even see it. You never see the other animation right, for it. Right, that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just know it happened, especially if you Ice 9 proc it, because that means you got two of them. Right. That's when you know, because you're like, wait, why did that Glacial Spike just hit for 5 million? Hmm, something happened there. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even see you can't even see Black Ice trigger in the combat log if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's a yeah, big yeah. problem. I don't. Think Unfortunately, it is. yeah, there's no way to track it. There's and that's really the the worst part about it is you don't know when you get it. You just kind of see your damage go through the roof on glacial spike, and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's I'm what proud. I that's what I was talking about and thinking about when I was doing beta is that when you watch it in the combat log, like I'd build up five icicles, an ice lance, and then look at the combat log and just watch all five icicles land. And then one would just do double damage. But it was the exact same combat log iteration, so you didn't actually get a trigger for it. So I don't even know, can you Warcraft log and check like your procs of Black Ice? I don't even know if that even... Yeah. No, you can, just, you can just kind of assume yeah. that's <laughs> the best you can do. No, right. <laughs> you just have to like look at your average and, and do math with your Frost Bolts to figure out which ones were procs and which ones weren't. Little things like that are like awkwardly frustrating at times, but anything else yes. about Frost before we talk about legendaries and trinkets? Ah, uh, Glacial Spike prediction, it's not going to stick around. I love it, but I don't oh. think it's going to be a thing. Yeah, it's just the design. It's another one of those issues where design philosophy is contradicting itself, and it's not going to It's not gonna end well. Interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's a very fun ability, because I've always thought from like a caster perspective, outside looking in, every caster was always like, all their spells just seem kind of like either instants or they're dots, or they're like a really quickish cast time once you get gear. So you kind of like don't have a feel to them. But Glacial Spike is like a Kamehameha. It's a long <laughs> cast time. It just feels epic. The animation is really good. But yeah. it does sort of, it, like you said, it co contradicts how Frost has played for years to change so much. But then because it, it's too powerful now, they're, they're fixing it and, or breaking it, blah, blah, blah. But I'll throw the trinkets in chat for Frost here. And again, if you want these images, go check out the Mage Discord. But again, oh, look. Uh, a Ron's relaxing ruby plus chest, or the ruby, or the shock baton moves up. The spiked tongue comes in here, and again, the, the gnarled root as well. But again, uh, this... So what is the... Is the ruby so highly valued because of splitting ice? Is this where this uh, is? Yeah, well, it's it's also another case of high activity, because these are... These oh, sims are for TV. And oh, there's just oh, okay, so okay. much going on with icicles and the amount of haste you have since you have high uptime on icy veins that uh, it just has a lot of chance to proc. And also, it's just a strong trinket. I mean, like, sure. for everyone, kind of. So it kind of just extrapolates how strong it is whenever you have a ton of activity going on. Yeah, right. of note is um, 
Flame Wreath has a proc rate, like Aran's Relaxing Ruby has a proc rate that doesn't agree with what it told it actually says, yes. which is why Sims have had, what we've been doing with Sims is find someone to just use it a bunch in the world and try to model the number so that it matches that. So it does feel a little weird that the Ruby is proccing much more than it should according to what the, the numbers sure. say. And that could be that's what true. we've been seeing. Yeah. And also it should be noted that list is for TV. For Glacial Spike, you're just going to want statistics. It's going to be Urn and Arcano Crystal. Okay. Everything else is just kind of Pretty boring. A willy-nilly. But yeah, you can kind of follow that chart stacks. for everything else. Yeah. Uh, Fair enough. There was... That's fine. Legendary items for Frost. Is there What's the tier list looking like for Frost currently? For legendaries, Preheat, what's that looking like? So uh, TV, which is probably going to be the build, right? That's probably going to be the, the one to go to. Um, it's going to be pretty much you want the, uh, the bracers. Uh, Ring is a strong contender for... All three of the specs, and it's it's good for glacial spike, and it's good for TV. But for TV, mainly you're going to want to go with the uh, the bracers, um, and then the belt is also pretty good for a lot of situations. Okay, and that's that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean they're all kind of like okay. You know, it's not like any of them really stand out a huge amount other than the bracers. The bracers are just very strong because they give you a lot more ice lances, which is kind of the whole point of TV is to get as many ice lances as you can. Right. Um, for glacial spike, they all are kind of non-factor pretty much, except for just the ring, because really all I mean you could care less about ice lance for the most part. Um, and the, that... the belt is very strong just because it makes Blizzard such a strong ability at high stacks. And it's uh, it's actually pretty fun to play if you ever got a chance to play down beta or if you have the item in-game. Uh, oh, is chat correcting you? So it's the gloves, not the wrists? Oh, or... yes. Yeah, the, the wrists. Gloves. Okay, yeah. I have them backwards. I actually don't have those pulled up right now. The, the bracers, I oh, believe, okay, are also okay. pretty good, but not as good as the gloves. Okay, so it's the gloves. Okay, that's it. They're both in the same area on your hand. All right. Yeah, enough. I don't. I don't have either, so I don't really. Yeah. Okay. I have like Sephus sure. ring. Yeah. Making sure we were on the same page with that one. So it's the the gloves. For sure. All right. All right. Thanks for the call out. Oh, I missed over this too. For relics, any relic hierarchy for Ebon Chill? Um. Yeah. Uh. You pretty much just want. Uh, <laughs> you know how we were talking about those two miners that are like obvious outliers? Those sure. are pretty much the two. Uh, I see caress. caress. And let yeah, it go. Let it go. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Those two would be for Glacial Spike. But for the TV build, the mm -hmm. one you really want is um, Frozen Veins, which is the reduction on Icy Veins cooldown whenever you click yes. the spot. So you just okay. stack three of those and try to keep up uh, Icy Veins forever. Oh. <laughs> okay. That works too, I suppose. So then we have tier 19, the regalia of the ever-burning knowledge for Frost is the two pieces that Frost Bolt has a 10% increased chance to trigger Brain Freeze, which would give you the flurry effect or the, the empowered flurry, which is fine. But the four piece, like I said before, Frozen Orb has a 5% additional 5% chance to trigger FOF when it deals damage, which means that <laughs> when you cast Frozen Orb right now, when it lands on the first target, it gives you one charge. But now this means that each time it ticks, it'll give you a 5% chance to give you a charge. But that's, like Preheat said, back when Frozen Orb was much more integral to the spec. So hopefully this gets changed. What do you think of that four-piece bonus? Two-piece bonus. Yeah, there's no way that that's going to stay. 
And and it's for the opposite reason as Arcane. It's just like so irrelevant. At least the Frost Frozen Orb aspect of it, it's just so irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might as well not even be on the item. Like it's just, yeah. Uh, obviously, these were made when when Brain Freeze reset the cooldown on Frozen Orb, and in that in that scenario, these make sense. Um, but we're playing in a different game now. You know, it's a year later, so they, they have to be changed. Right, because you'd, you'd throw out more frozen orbs. That was the whole point of earlier Frost, was that you'd throw orbs more often. But now orb is a one-minute cooldown. Mm-hmm. You, you cast it once. Whoops. You cast it once, and it does its thing. That's it. So, we'll have to see. The, the two-piece, though, looks strong. Uh, yeah. No, the two-piece is definitely pretty strong. Um, but, I mean, it's also kind of bland, too. I don't know. Sure. It's not really exciting to me. The only one, the only tier set which I feel like is is kind of exciting is the arcane one. But I feel like all of them are going to be changed. Yep. Majors moved on. The tier bonuses forgot. <laughs> yeah, majors. Yeah, exactly. That's the way where we put it again because those tier bonuses were made like a year ago. So for sure. And people are bringing up, we're sort of building into the end of the show here. So if chat or Discord has some, oh, I'm trying to bring up the rankings on Warcraft Logs, but it seems that Warcraft Logs is down. Perfect. Oh, no. I, yeah. yeah. Well, well, well. How, how convenient. Hmm. Yeah, right. Well, I wanted to go to statistics because <laughs> people are like, blah, 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 mage hierarchy and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't seem to bring up the statistics page, but if. If there's anything else you wanted to bring up, or of course, if you ask me a question in Discord or in the chat room, we could answer a couple questions for a little bit. Um, since it was mentioned Warcraft Logs, I feel like that opens up a discussion that we haven't really had, and that's that uh, fire and the perception of fire and how fire is just so, oh my god, nuts, OP. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, it is, right? On like really short fights, fights with a lot of ads, Mythic Plus, anything that's basically cheesable right we're talking like farm strats where you tank the dragons on top of each other on dragons and nightmare this sort of thing fire is absolutely insane for this sort of stuff and this is what you see on warcraft logs you see a reflection of the most op cheese strats for every fight right because that's what's going to dominate the ranks so if you're looking at warcraft logs you're going to see mostly farm and you're going to mostly see fights that are just being completely broken in a way so that people can maximize their damage and fire is very very good at this okay but that isn't like a full picture of what fire is. So if you're watching this and you're thinking, oh my god, fire mage is so overpowered, thank god they're getting nerfed. I I don't think you you fully understand like how fire is as a spec, or maybe haven't like played it during progression to understand. Like I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's 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 a lot more average than you might think. And I feel like um if you're just looking at Warcraft logs, you're not really gonna see that. Right. That's why that's I was trying to bring up Warcraft Logs, but again, mm-hmm. if it's down right now, I can't bring up the... Because my Fire Mages are always making fun of the fact that, that they open up really well, like you'll see them at the top, because of course they get that 15 seconds of fame, basically. And then the yeah. rest of the fight, they're kind of just like, eh. They're, they're, they're fine. They're okay. They're just not... Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're not Rep Paladins right now. Retribution Paladins can burst and stay there, and they just stick. Because Crusade is insane currently, but fire just 
doesn't really have much bite outside of the combustion window. Right. And I mean, that's why they want to change things, which is yep. why we're positive about the mechanical changes. The question is just where are the numbers going to lie at the end of PTR? Yeah. So I guess, yeah. So Cars will ask, what spec are you guys going to be playing in 7.15? So. Uh- <laughs> until I'll answer that first. Until I get another legendary that's relevant to another spec, I'm just gonna play fire. Yeah. And I only have two legendaries, so I don't even know what I'm gonna play, depending on what I get next. It also de- again, it also depends on what PTR ends up settling with. That's, right? yeah. So suppose, so we've seen all of these changes, and we're expecting a pyrotic incantation change. Suppose they, after all of this, they buff fire mages by only fifteen percent. Then it's going to be weaker than it is right now, and we're not going to probably not going to play fire. If they buff instead by twenty five percent, well, then maybe we'll play fire. If they do some crazy napkin math and end up with thirty five percent, well, everybody and their brother is going to play fire. Same goes for the other two specs. The best way to put it right now is all of the major ways we're playing mage right now, whether it's fire with stacking everything in combustion, whether it's arcane with building quickening like crazy, whether it's frost with TVs extending uh, thermal void forever or glacial spike. All these major gameplay styles are going to be broken in one way or another, or at mm-hmm. least changed dramatically. So there's no way for us to tell which is going to be working well. And the only way we can infer what's going to happen is, well, we know fire is going to be good on cleave because ignite auto spreading is not going to get changed. So pretty mm-hmm. maybe on, on on AOE fights, especially stacked AOE fights where mobs stay up for a bit, we're going to play fire. That's pretty likely. Yeah. But outside of that, there's really no way to tell what's going to happen. And I know it's a bad answer, but that's the way it is. We're just going to watch whatever number makes sense. Yeah. And with how they're messing with secondaries too, uh, you know, that could affect Ignite. But like in general, an AoE Ignite contributes a lot less of your damage than say Living Bomb, Conflagration, uh, in some cases like Dragon's Breath. So there's a lot of other modifiers in AoE. So when it comes to AoE, basically um, you're going to see, I, is fire still going to be very, very strong in AoE? That's not going to change. Sure. Yeah, and I'll bring this up. So uh, there's a question that was asking about, can you talk about Ray of Frost? Because that's apparently a third spec of Frost. Is you? Because I guess that does change how the hierarchy would work, but is there anything really notably important about Ray of Frost to discuss? Hmm... Good in very specific scenarios. It's kind of the thing that we were talking about with Meteor before. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, Burning the Heart on Ogaloth. It's pretty good for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whenever you play Ray, it's it's pretty much a case of, do you have Icy Veins? Do you have Haste? Uh, if so, then yeah, you want to use it with your Rune of Power, and your Rune of Power is just a giant Ray of Frost. And if you don't, then you pretty much just cast it outside of Rune. It's just kind of like your filler. Um, okay. As a spec, it's not it's not like broken or anything. Um, it's okay. I mean, uh, it's kind of a substandard talent. That's why I didn't really mention it. Um, it could have a lot of potential though, and I like it conceptually. And I think conceptually, it could go places. Uh, it's just the damage isn't quite there yet. The biggest challenge with Ray of Frost is it's always a victim of all the frost buffs because whenever you buff the core frost spells, it means Ray of Frost is relatively weaker and becomes less worth using. On top of that, whenever you cast Ray of Frost, you don't get any Fingers of Frost generation. You don't get any of the other perks that feed into Glacial Spike or feed into Thermal Void, which is why the two dominant specs right now don't really work well with it. Um, So the the only way it works is if it's really short fight, you stack everything in in the kitchen sink with it, and the boss dies in 20 seconds, then cool. Like, it bursts really high. Sure. But that's really about the extent of its 
effectiveness. Yeah, it kind of feels like a spell from another class they just kind of pulled in and threw in the spec. You know, it doesn't really play well with others. So how about... Let me check Discord real quick here. Uh, I, there was a question about does Frost... The changes especially are gutting the amount of fingers of Frost procs can generate. Is that actually what's... Are they trying to remove the amount of them? Because I thought they gave you more. No, they removed a lot of our sources, or yeah, at least reduced them. Oh, okay. But they're putting them because so, they want you to use Ebonbolt, I guess is what... Mm. Um, they, you already use Ebonbolt, sure. sorry. The main thing they wanted to change is they don't want you to have so many fingers of frost to extend icy veins to almost another cast. Yeah. Um, and what I've heard so far is the uptime of icy veins went down from 80 to 90% from... I mean, went down from 80 to 90% to around 50 to 60%. Oh. So I'd argue that they're still not there yet. They're probably aiming for lower. Nobody knows because they haven't said anything aside from they don't like it. But there's good reason to not like it too because it's a really punishing uh, playstyle. If you've played like Mythic Odin, trying to keep up I see veins in that final phase, good luck. Right. And yeah, so there's good reason for making this change and it's... It's still up in the air how much more they're going to change it and how much more they're going to address it with further cutting down on Fingers of Frost. Yeah, and also just the fact that you're essentially, by removing as many Icelands procs as you have, you're ending up in a situation where you primarily are just spamming Frostbolt. And that's not really right. fun. Right. So here, here's like a little bit of, a, of a, a, an end cap about secondary stats. Let's just, let's just blitz these real quick. So preheat. What is the like the secondary stat priority for Frost right now to see if it actually will change in 7.15? So what is what is Frost value for second, third, fourth for secondaries? Well, so for TV, you're actually blessed to have a secondary where in some cases your primary is actually higher than it, which <laughs> is kind of a non-mage thing. Mages aren't used to that, right? Uh, but yeah, for TV, you pretty much just want haste. Um, Hasting, you know, crit to like 33%-ish. Um, everything else, I mean, it's it's very variable. Stats are very fluid for mage. You want to sim yourself to know exactly what's best. Uh, for mm -hmm. glacial spike, uh, mastery is just batshit. So you just want mastery, right? Um, and then <laughs> when it comes to uh, your other secondaries, crit's also very good. Um, there's kind of like a, a ratio of mastery and crit that works best. Uh, you don't want to just focus on one. Um, and then all the other stats are. Like I said, fluid. How about arcane coma? Arcane is a huge mess. So <laughs> if you play Barrageless, okay. you want some amount of mastery. You want enough to last you until you can burn with a very high stack. But nobody really knows how much because nobody has really done too much math on it. If you don't play Barrageless, then mastery is terrible because it really doesn't offer much value outside of like the mana gain. And by the way, mastery in terms of pure damage throughput, if you don't count like spending all your mana, it's the worst stat among all four. So it's even beaten by versatility. They've tried to adjust that a few times with changing, buffing it, with changing the cost of uh, arcane charges and all that, but it's not there yet. Um, for the other three stats, crit usually comes out a little ahead because of the conversion ratio and because of um, haste not really working with our mana limitations. But otherwise, it's very, it's very messy, and again, sim yourself for best results. Okay. 
And what about, I mean, fire right now is just stack crit, right? Primarily, Pretty yeah. Much. Your your secondaries for fire are like a roller coaster. Oh. You never quite know where they're going to be. You just have to, once again, hashtag sim it, right? You just got to sim your character. This is the only way you're going to know. Uh, because, I mean, I've had situations where my haste is better than my end. I've had situations where my versatility is better than my end. The only one that won't really ever do that is mastery. Uh, but all your other secondaries other than crit have a chance to be between crit and int. You never really know. And the big thing about that, again, another caveat about simming, I did make a guide about how to use simcraft and pawn and just how to do it. But it depends on who creates the backend APLs for your spec. And as everything is changing in 7.15, please take into account that these very, very smart nerds might not have it all worked out. Day one, minute one of the patch. So when you sim yourself, it might be all types of fudged. But you can keep up, of course, with the Mage Discord and, you know, whoever's working on the whole bloody stats side of things because things will definitely be changing. Once the new build comes out this week and they might do the whole jewelry rebalance, all of a sudden, maybe for fire, you want mastery as your best stat. Like, what is this? So we have no idea. So don't sim yourself and blindly think that it's totally correct. And also make sure when you download Simulation Craft, you're downloading the newest version because that'll have your new APLs. So they're very, very smart nerds making those action priority lists, but they're not always up to date. So, And and a lot of those lists, if you want like the most up to date one, don't yeah. just get it from SimCraft. Go like find it in Discord. Um, sure. because sure. a lot of them, as they're being worked on, they're being like shared around in Discord and you'll get yep. them like days before they come out. Also true. Also true. Or eventually they'll probably be like what does happens in enhancement shamans, like in the Earth Shrine. They'll someone will pin like a stat their stat value weight that they're kind of basing stuff on. And then you can kind of see where things are, are going and where things are, are working on. Because there are some people that really love figuring out the math of this game. So check out that stuff from them. But anything else that we may have missed? Someone asked about a frost mages have a haste cap. Is that a thing? If you're talking about the like TV build, you don't really have much of a haste cap, or rather, okay. it's not really realistic to hit any meaningful haste cap, because you need at least a hundred percent haste before Ice Lance reaches a uh, 0.75 second global mm -hmm. cooldown. Sure, yeah. And like, unless you're stacking Time Warp plus Icy Veins plus a whole lot of haste gear plus I don't know what else, or Zerking, yeah, that's not really relevant. And even then, you still get even more, then it, it's a soft cap. Yeah. Yep. Right. I don't think you might not know if you weren't following all the beta stuff is that they increased the lowering of the global cooldown window. So at 50% haste, if a 1.5 is your base, you'll be at a 1 second. At 100% haste, you'll be at a 0.75 second. That only affects those, I mean, more than, than not. It doesn't affect Feral Druid or Windwalker Monk or Rogues because they have a 1 second global cooldown and that is not changed by haste. But everyone else... You can go from a 1.5 with 0% haste all the way to a 0.75 with 100% haste. But then haste will still affect certain spells that are reduced in cooldown by haste. So that's kind of why there really is no... I yeah. get asked that about enhancement. There's not a soft cap. There is a feel-good cap at around like 12 to 15% where the spec just feels kind of below that point And then it just feels it plays better. But that's not really a mathematical thing. That just helps the player. Really, because the global cooldown, the reduction in a couple of spell abilities by their reduction, 
uh, oh, their cooldown reduction. So it, it's, you know, that's how it works. But let's see. Oh, why no resource tab in the Mage Discord? I'm assuming all your resources are in Frost, Arcane, Fire, and then they're in the pinned, right? Um, so a bit of clarif oh. uh, clarification here. Uh, oh. The Hall of the Guardians, the Mage Discord, okay. is um, it doesn't have spec channels, and we intentionally mm -hmm. don't put too much stuff into it because we kind of want to treat it more as a casual chat place. Okay. And our goal is to also persistent information should be more like it's, it should be curated and written in forums in a way that it's easy to share around instead of okay. having to you know link something every single time someone asks a question because it's not scalable when you have 30,000 people in you know discord and everyone is asking about sure. stat weights again and again and again you can't really cope with that no matter how you do it so our way our approach to discord is a little bit different from all the other discords okay well you have a, you not every uh oh, not every spec or class community has a website would you guys do have exactly. altered right. time so right exactly Rogues might do something similar because they have Ravenholt, but like for Shaman, it's we have it's we, gone. Don't, we don't have anything. So yeah, Ravenholt is gone. I was really sad to hear that from Fiery Demise. What? I don't. They've moved you. entirely to Discord. No. Ask them. Magnus. Oh yeah, Ravenholt.net is wait. Well, it's still there. I mean, they could always just do like Google Sheets, you know. They could. That's true. Like that, it kind way, just the same thing in the way. Either way, we kind of like forms. We want Discord to feel a bit more like a, a coffee shop chat place, ah, you know? Okay. Instead of uh, having a million blackboards and write everything on there so people oh, okay. can see it. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like the right way to use the medium. When you don't even have a search function for chat, yeah. how are you supposed to find anything? Okay. Yeah. That's fair. But I think that's going to be everything. I don't think there's anything else that's popping up here in general chat. I think we've asked a ton of stuff. We're a little bit over time, but that happens on these huge shows. The sad bay face. Yeah, I know. But There is one question. Uh, Fire oh. Haze Cat. So um, oh. this is a really popular question. Mm -hmm. Do we have time for that? <laughs> Quickly, go for it. Sure. Yeah. So um, Fire, people keep talking about different values of haze, like, 1800 haste rating, 19%, 18%, 21%, every number you can think of. And the main thing I want to explain here is, first, these aren't caps, because fire has doesn't really have a reason to um, for haste to stop being good at some point. The main thing that does matter is whether there are breakpoints. And I mean very small ones, like, can I fit an extra pyroblast within um, within combustion or and uh, rune of power? Can I fit an extra phoenix flame somewhere? Or will fire blast come back up for uh, a certain kind of use case? These are very small gains, and the main reason that 1800 haste rating was said as important was because, well, someone did the simming and they saw that 1800 was a big leap in gain in, in DPS. So we said, well, 1800 is good. But after that, there's all sorts of these little points, and you're going to see them in your sims. You're going to see it sometimes when you gain 100 haste and you gain a lot of DPS. But this is going to be specific to your character, specific to your talents, specific to everything you do yourself. And we're not going to make individual recommendations on that because it's insane. We can't sim every single combination, several million of them. So don't fret too much about them. Just sim. Take sometimes take the results sometimes with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And haste is just what it is. Yeah. Unless it makes you go. Unless it makes you go. Which... <laughs> 
it has a tendency to do apparently now sometimes with fire. But I think that's gonna do it for us, gentlemen. Thank you all so much. Let's hit this button and let's do some some sign outs and some shout outs and let's hit that. There it is. Woo! We did it. Thank you all so much for being here for episode number 123 of Final Boss TV, your wild game rating show for Legion Mages. If you've missed the two hours prior to this, this whole episode will be up on YouTube. Linked down below by Monday around 4 o'clock, a little bit before then. Remember, the shirt, the Exorcist shirt, will also be going up on the official Designed by Humans Final Boss TV store by tomorrow, if not early Tuesday, on the reset. I'm kind of planning it around that. So, of course, I'll post on Facebook and Twitter when it is live. If you want to support the show and grab one of those, the Exorcist Boys streams might also do a bunch of giveaways for them. So, check that out. I have no idea if they will. I, have, I don't know. Maybe. But next week, Sunday, will be the Method interview, most likely, about Mythic Helia and all that stuff. We'll talk about that next week. Once I figure out guests, of course, I'll post on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow the links down below. And the show will also be going up on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or just the actual RSS feed on the website as well if you want to listen to the audio-only version. I also did a podcast at BlizzCon. If you haven't checked that out yet, it's on the website as well. But around the table again, there's Coma. You can go check out Altered Time, altered-time.com, and go bother them over there. Coma, thank you for being on the show again, sir. Your knowledge is just not... Calm down, all right? Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to come back. Yeah, it was definitely this time oh. with a webcam too. Yes, absolutely. I, I loved the two guest stuff. I think both of you had a ton to say, and we could, of course, talk about this for hours and hours more. But sir, thank you very much for for tuning in. And then there's preheat. Oh, there's the cat. Hey. Yeah, Peach is here too. Oh, I'll definitely yeah. get a picture of you with your cat. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, shout out to everyone in Limit. And uh, my fallen brother, Errol, he recently went casual, but he lives forever in our hearts, so. You can follow Preheat. But yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, sir. It was awesome. Twitch.tv forward slash Preheat. and go bother him on his stream and ask him questions or whatever, but he might just tell you to go check out Ultra Time. <laughs> so, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I love my links in there. It's kind of like all roads lead to uh, Rome kind of situation. Basically. When are you writing a guide? I'm never writing a guide. <laughs> I'm not a guide writer. I'm sorry. That's not my thing. Nope. Just go. Make sure when you go, bad, when you go bother preheat on a stream, ask him what his opener is. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but thank you very much for seeing this episode of Final Boss TV. Of course, I will see you all next week. I'll see you on the live streams. Trust in your seal of inevitable gold. There's a new world boss on Tuesday. Only two left, and then it recycles. So if you missed your hidden artifact appearances, they're coming back, baby. Because they drop all the time now. Because it makes them really hidden when they always drop. But thank you very much for watching. And until next week, everybody. <sighs> bye. Bye, 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 bye. Wave bye to the nice people. Wave bye. Bye, 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 bye. Oh my god, the cat's Bye. Coming. Bye. <laughs> Everyone. Oh. I don't have a cat. Oh.